Yo, it's Dragonland Season 2. I'm Matt Dragon, and today we have a dope, dope, dope episode. We have Rico, my homeboy. Oh my god, this conversation, it gives me chills. It gives me chills to even introduce it. Bro, I just want to say thank you for the commitment that you've made and the sacrifices that you've made for our country. As an American citizen, we do not deserve people like you. But knowing you, you would probably say, Matt, all people deserve to feel safe. (laughs) And that's why I fucking love you, bro. Can't wait to have you back on again. Enjoy this, my people. well yeah man okay bet bro it's been what's up it's been a fucking while dude (laughs) this is dragonland season two episode one bro and i'm with my boy come on introduce yourself rico rico it's felix (laughs) (laughs) what's up bro oh man uh it's been about a year it's been about a year i think yeah it has it's been about a year you know since we last came on here and really pretty much touch on a lot of topics you know a lot of changes and everything a lot of good things on the way really but i'm very fortunate again and thank you for allowing me to come on here and being able to start your season on the podcast with everything and you know to be able to touch on some good topics man and really being able to leave something out there that is not only inspiring people giving them good content and giving something to look forward to so all these things that we're doing i view it as a thing where you can be able to pay things forward towards people and just leaving an impact man and that's kind of kind of where i'm at so i appreciate you you know for giving me this opportunity um yeah since that whole year from where we left off i mean i was in grad school at the time and finished that graduated it was a very very um grueling and demanding program dude i man (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i've talked shit about the of education and and the higher process and how how things can get expensive for certain people but again and that's that's mainly coming from my own insecurity i'm gonna be honest yeah from not feeling like i can achieve certain things like those but dude how how is that process how because it seems grueling it seems excruciating it seems tear inducing yeah oh (laughs) dude trust me man trust me there were there were times of the program that I was like, mm, I don't think I'm cut out for this, bro. Like, I don't think ah, I'm cut out for this. But really balancing, how do I put this? Anyone can do it and anything you set your mind to, of course, you you can do. That's not a question at all. It's really consistency. Uh, yes, throughout the program, I, I thought that when I came into the program, I was like, you know, oh, I got this, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know, you come in with this great drive and this mindset. And then when you really face the obstacle, you know, face to face right there and you really see truly, ooh, this is actually a lot more <laughs> demanding than what I thought. And um, so it taught me a lot. I grew in so many areas and 
being exposed to different perspectives of people's theories, um, people's thought processes, um, the way people view things. And majority of the students were not only people who were very experienced in their military pathway, but also people from different parts of the world who were able to introduce not just their thought process on how they view things from their standpoint in their country, from their military. And again, these are all, you know, allies of, of the right. U.S., you know, that we have great yeah. partnerships with. It's like an exchange program. So okay. Kind of, um, mm-hmm. let, let's back up a little bit for the people that don't know us. Yeah. What, what, what exactly did you, did you study? Okay, so my master's is in security strategic studies. Okay. Essentially what that program encompasses is being able to um, not only think strategy, think strategically, understand interests, understand, you know, different types of warfare, understanding history as well. Because believe it or not, you know, when we look at current events right now that are ongoing in the world, for example, let's talk about, you know, either parts of Africa or in the Middle East. Um, These are conflicts that have actually been going on for so many years. And it's Mm -hmm. new to us, specifically our generation, you know, you and I that are we're young. Yeah. We look at it as like, you know, what is this conflict or what is it? But it's honestly been going on in some parts of the world. These c- kinds of issues have been going on biblical. You know, we're talking spiritual, religious, you know, yeah. um, religious wars, um, tribal wars, and they're based off of territory and things like that. So the program does a very good job on introducing you to just overall the different realms of, for example, you know, world events, you know, you have parts of the world being able to understand, for example, how territory and geography plays a huge role in how other countries have strategic interests, whether if that's for oil, whether if that's for, you know, um, specific minerals and resources that help economic growth. And it also teaches you to as well and introduces you to things, for example, of different roles that like maybe you can read upon that are events that are still affecting to this day, for example, immigration, you know, it's understanding, you know, countries that are really going through extremely, extremely brutal, you know, let's say brutal problems, you know, and people are seeking asylum in different areas. Some of this is because of war. You know, we saw that in the time of Ukraine, you know, a lot of people, Ukrainians were seeking, you know, asylum and going to other countries because they were, you know, they were, they were immigrating out Mm -hmm. and they were trying to essentially for their safety and their families, you know, they don't want to be in that conflict. So those are things that can happen that teaches you of understanding if this is going to occur in a specific region, then you can assess that these are the secondary tertiary effects okay. and what yeah, dis- what decisions would you make to be able to at least either, you know, not only control the, pro- the, the problem, but to be able to at least create a solution too as well. Okay. So um, I want to touch upon, like you said, um, it, it's really easy for our generation to not really understand that. Right. How, I guess, how can you explain it to just a- a- anybody re- really what goes on again like like you said those things that have been happening perfect bib- biblical time oh, yeah i end perf- perfect i understand and i'll give you a good example um in this particular grad program from my master's i had to write a thesis and the thesis you know can encompass a think of it as a huge research project okay you know and you're grabbing a specific problem setting from a particular part of the world, whether if it's South America, whether if it's the US, whether if it's Mm -hmm. Europe, whether if it's Africa, um, Asia, any part of the world, any topic that you are interested in talking about, you do a research um, project. I mean, let's call it the research project, but in reality, it's a thesis. Okay. And you are doing a massive, um, essentially, research on that topic. 
and you are trying to answer a research question. So, yeah. for example, my topic was essentially how to, it was how to combat transnational criminal organizations in South America. And with that, it was how can the U.S. effectively um, be able to assess and not just control the situation, but also diminish it greatly than what it is right now. Yes. So okay. transnational criminal organizations within that topic it encompassed drugs, the war on drugs. Yes. Okay. And in my specific study, it was encompassing in Colombia. So within that research, the specific group that I was researching was the FARC. The FARC is called Las Fuerzas Armadas Revolucionarias de Colombia. Okay. So that is a paramilitary Marxist ideology-based guerrilla group. And this group has Oof. been essentially very active since the 50s and 60s. And wow. Yeah. Wow. For a, oh my God, a really long time. For a really long time, right. And so they are, a, a, they are essentially a organized group that is trying to overthrow the current government that is in place okay so, holy shit. so think of that internal you know yeah. internal so you have the colombian government and you have a group that is not agreeing with the way the government should be going in that yeah. direction and their ultimate goal is to overthrow the government to initiate their practices and their ideologies of government to be able to then form to be able to form the country into their uh, based off of their ideology yeah uh, so you know communism you know things yeah. like that and basically in their defense you know they're essentially trying to mold the government to function in the manners that they want to okay and ultimately that poses a threat you know to that population <laughs> because there's no there's no rights you know freedoms everything is very controlled and communism is, is a threat in that particular yeah. aspect when we look deeper into it yeah yeah, so, it, it, it makes sense, and it goes in, in, into things that you say that happens biblically. We can, it's it sounds like the same stuff that happens in the Middle East, like right. So right. It, so in in that context that you bring up, for example, you know how you said biblical and religious and whatnot. It's 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 a different problem setting that I was researching in South America. Yeah, for sure. But if you correlate it, that parallel that you're looking at is, for example, these type of activities also yes. occur in different parts of the world to include in Africa or in the Middle East yes. with ISIS, you yeah. know, which yeah. was the remains of, you know, the um, Saddam Hussein regime. Yeah. So okay. those activities that we are talking about are essentially what you are establishing that parallel on. Yeah. And, on, and, and I guess that, I guess that's where my mind goes to that, that extremism. Right. People, absolutely. And about. if you look back on it, like I was mentioning to you earlier, history is such a is, is not only the greatest tool for uh, us yes. to be able to assess, you know, what is going on? Why is this happening? And you learn from it because there are patterns and behaviors in there that teach you why certain things are going on and why groups emerge from these particular problem settings. So if you look historically, there are a lot of people in South America or from South America that when you talk to them, their parents or their grandparents who lived in Colombia mm -hmm. know who the FARC is. Okay. The FARC, they would say, you know, that is that was that that's you know that's the guerrilla, that's the guerrilla force. Those were the ones that would go into specific territories, capture certain regions by force, and okay. they would kidnap children, or they would, you know, conduct these atrocious activities on humanity. Yeah, and they would not only take the kids, indoctrinate the kids. Okay, so then the kids grow up into that mindset, and they are part of the guerrilla now, and they go and they basically 
move forward with that agenda by saying this is the way and it's horrible you know yeah. and it's still active to this day so you're probably asking okay rico what is the point of that you know what is why, why did you decide to really encompass that well if you look at it deeply these groups have a motive and their motive is to be able specifically i'm talking specifically about the farc okay we yes. know that the farc specifically their motive is to overthrow the government yes but through that they need something that is going to funnel their income, that is going to give them some sort of source of revenue so they can have weapons, so they can have food, so they can have, okay. you know, the basic necessities to be able to carry those things. Because if you're telling, you know, some guy, hey, come join this group and go do it, like, well, well when am I going to get paid? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. you know, things like that. So there's more to it, you know, how they influence and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying well, my to- 40 virgins. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to, you know, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to- No, what I'm trying to basically establish by saying is that these particular groups, a transnational criminal organization, a TNCO, which okay. is what the FARC is, um, and is also recognized by not only the US as a, you know, threat to national security yeah. and whatnot, is their sources of revenue. So the FARC contributes their financial income and they're one of their financial arms, we can say, is because they devote to so many different type of activities. One of the most common activities that they devote to and that they control and that they profit off of the most is the drug trade. So the FARC, you know, is not only charged with, for example, controlling territory because you need territory in order to conduct those type of activities. Okay, yeah. And you need farmers you need people you need, you need the, to cultivate you know yeah. land and all the you know the, the coca leaf and all that stuff yeah. so the farc profits from the um the illicit agriculture is what we call it in cultivating coca plants and all that stuff by then establishing business partnerships with other um transnational criminal organizations such <laughs> as the mexican cartels okay so it's Holy a it's it's, shit. It's, it's a business yeah yeah so in order for them to be able to, for example, maintain relevancy because okay. they need to maintain relevancy because if they're not making money, they can't do the things that they- Yeah, they have no they, influence. They, right, yeah. they have no influence and to keep expanding and yeah. to keep you know, gaining profit because they need profit. So yeah. the FARC, during the research, historically, like I said, they have been around for so long. They had a very pinnacle point. Okay. They had a low point Makes where sense. they were hitting it hard. The U.S. was very involved in the, um, it was, what's it called? It was the Global War on Drugs. Yeah. Where okay. the, that, yeah. that program, the U.S. Uh, Reagan, right? Yeah, so during the Reagan administration, that's when that occurred. Oh, man, that's how you did your, you did your reading, you know? <laughs> Good. You, you already know, man. You did your reading. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm like, goofy, but I'm not I, stupid. I got no, you, man. I got kidding. you. Um. Great. So during the Reagan administration, that program, you know, to this day, 2023, we are still seeing it, that there is an active, you know, involvement on the global war on drugs. And again, all this stuff is, you know, really open source and it's nothing, you know, really too seeker, nothing like that, because you read it in history where you learn in school, high school, in government and all that stuff. The Pablo Escobar, the Medellin cartel, yeah. w- was was active during these times of the global war on drugs. Oh my because the God. Medellin cartel was by far the most powerful, the most active, and the most dangerous cartel in <laughs> Colombia yeah. because Pablo Escobar had successfully created an empire of not only cultivating and merchandising, and being, excuse me, commercializing, Commercial. commercializing the drug by bringing wow. it not just to Colombia, but externally. So he was being able to essentially successfully traffic drugs, bringing it into Miami, 
And that's when the whole, you know, cocaine thing started. And, you know, we see the movie Scarface, Godfather, all these things, you know, that that era, you know, that era of the Escobar, you know, time where the cartel was by far the biggest threat. I mean, it was on national headlines and he was, man, I mean, I... That part of history, man, is crazy because so much occurred. Yeah. And again, I'm a huge, obviously, as you can tell, I'm a huge nerd now, and we'll get more into no, that. No, well, hell yeah. No, me but too. I'm just like, but you when see, you piece it together like that, I'm like, that's why I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, because when you, when you piece it together like that, yeah, it makes a lot of things make sense. Right, and, like, we'll, and we'll get into that, you know, of how this um, particular business mm-hmm. that has been a huge problem on how to control the drug trade and how that correlates a little bit to what we see now today over here in the US but globally yes. because they have yeah. so much reach you know to different areas and and different partnerships and they're all connected with different groups yeah. um you know drug trafficking wow. drug trafficking drug trafficking groups don't just have connections with the US i mean they have connections with all over to other groups in africa of europe course, mafias yeah. you know the russian mob or whatever like what? it's it's all a business you know that they're all interconnected and they profit from it yeah so, so it, it sounds like Breaking Bad really did their homework whenever. Oh yeah, <laughs> so they, they yeah, it's a great show. It's such a great show, such man. Great it's show. crazy because that's like just essentially what we see now in movies and what I've seen. It's a glimpse, you know. It's very a, yeah. It's a glimpse, you know, whatever what you see. But in reality, it's a it's a much darker world from you know oh, from yeah. what I read, from what I understood, the type of influence they have in certain territories, how much control they have over governments, yeah. how much um you know political corruption can exist in a country in south america because of them having ties to these groups well i mean my my friend is venezuelan and that's what he said it's like all my people are coming to america because of what's going on in my country with the communism yeah i mean yeah you know those ways of government you know and those are examples of what i was trying to give an example of like you know a certain event that is causing so much um difficulty within a society gives motives for that particular population to seek elsewhere yeah. You know, we don't have to talk specifically about Hispanics, you know, coming into the U.S. Not that, no. but it, but you I but mean. you but you see it globally is what <laughs> yes, I'm trying yes, to say. Yes, that yes. Par- we're establishing that parallel that we see these kinds of conflicts and emergences of things that occur causes yes. populations to go elsewhere, and there's an influx in that. So the Ukrainian war, other countries yes, within that region, they saw an influx of Ukrainians trying to seek, you know basically being able to go live somewhere else yeah. man because they didn't want to be involved in that conflict and they're trying to find a better way of life yeah so and that's just, and that's purely human nature right that's purely human nature i mean right now a hurricane comes through here what are we going to do if it's really that bad and you know it's going to be extremely detrimental you're probably going to leave yeah and well, there's going to be a huge influx of floridians going up north yeah. or somewhere and it's like well, what are we going to do with all these friend. people who lost their house it's an example yeah. you know no i have a friend it's funny that you say that there's supposed to be a storm coming this weekend it's not com- coming anywhere near us but right. They left to Texas anyway. Right. You know, and those are the behaviors that of, of, that we see that we associate. You know, you leave, you go, you reestablish and find that stability. So with that, bringing it down historically, you mentioned a really good point about Venezuela, for example, um, and just overall in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, Operation Just Cause, you know, okay. um, Panama, Nor- Noriega. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, a military um, oh. general who had complete ties to the drug trafficking you know, Mm -hmm. business. So that was huge. That alone right there. One of the motives of, of course, why the U S would get involved anyway, but it just is to show you that historically this global war on drug thing has gone on for more than 50 years. And so to this day, it is still a complex problem on how to really fix it. 
Like, let's just be blunt to fix it because it's hard. You can't just find the biggest dude, catch the leader of the group, and, okay, it should be over. No, because there's more to it. The money keeps flowing. Somebody else is going to come in charge, and they're going to keep running that group, and it's just going to keep emerging anywhere. You might, for example, affect it temporarily, and it might affect their activities. But what really would affect them that I identified in the research that I did Mm -hmm. is by going and attacking the financial, um, let's call it the, the financial realm of these groups. Yeah, okay. So we call that follow the money. Nice. And <laughs> essentially it would be like counter threat finance. And so okay. what essentially what I was theorizing and being able to pitch in my strategic research study of my topic of interest, which was the global war on drugs, is by after so many years of going after the highest leader of a group and whatnot, it is great and it is necessary to go after that particular leader of of that group. But if we just go back for one second real quick and we reorganize ourselves and we flip the coin for a second, you know, we flip it to the other side and we look, what's a better way to do this before we go get the big dude is to attack these organizations financially by freezing, for example, illicit activities on their accounts, money laundering, yeah. um, where they're funneling money to, and all those kind of you know nitty gritty things where they're able to conceal their illicit proceeds from yeah. drug trafficking into businesses that they are funneling into in territories they control. It sounds like a like a Rico, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, so for example, um, FARC in territories yeah. they control, right? Yeah. They are going to be not only doing drug trafficking, um, you know, cultivation and Mm -hmm. all that stuff in those specific areas. It benefits them to control those areas because when they start getting profit, they need to move that profit somewhere. Yeah. So they're going to funnel those proceeds in territories they control. Yeah. Because they have complete oversight on it. They're not going to do it in an area like, you know, we need to put this money completely. We don't control that territory over there. So the research that I was finding out is that the FARC is not only doing this in controlled territories, but they are essentially doing, you know, shell companies, you know, gas gas stations, for example, you know, to funnel that money in. And the owners of those gas stations have no choice because they're under the control of the FARC. And if they don't cooperate, it can cost them, you know, unfortunately, their lives or, you know, consequences. And that is the control and influence that they have by being able to funnel all this money in areas they control. Yeah. In areas they control. Wow. They make new trafficking routes. Wow. They make these clandestine, you know, airstrips and whatnot so they can land planes. <laughs> and they establish their own taxation system, man, wow. which is called gramaje. And okay. gramaje, in the Colombian term, that what they call it, it's a, it's a tax. It's okay. a tax that they basically input on the product. So if, for example, the client wants the product moved to a specific area outside and it's going to take the resources of the FARC, their routes, airstrips, vehicles, fuel, you know, they, they're going to tax it. Yeah. So not only are they, the fuck, so not man. only, so not only are they profiting on the illicit drug activity, uh-huh. but they're also profiting double by having their own taxation system within the business partners that they have to Jeez. continue the business. Yeah. So that's why the FARC has been historically one of the strongest and one of the most um, you know, powerful organizations that have remained intact for that reason that because of the amount of profit they are able to not only receive control and to really just keep it all found yeah. in one area in their control. Yeah, and and again, it's 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 really it's their influence that keeps them right. It's 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 what makes it so difficult to attack like 
right. attack the issue. Right. For example, another thing, you know, to kind of like really sum up the um, the topic a little bit on the whole drug war and everything and whatnot. It is a very complex problem and it's not really like an all oh, yeah. be all solution. No. But at least to give you a little bit of just um, an atmospheric and oversight mm-hmm. of how much money, you know, moves in this type of industry by these illicit organizations, yeah. HSBC was um, investigated and audited because they were found to have been laundering proceeds for a Mexican cartel that was like over like $400 million. What the And fuck? so, you know, that's what they do because they know that they can't introduce those funds into the U.S. because we have a great, you know, banking system regulations. We see yeah. all that stuff. But internationally might not have those same systems and regulations that would consider it a red flag mm-hmm. for us to be like, hmm. That looks like money laundering, you know? Why is this, you know, little account all of a sudden depositing money over here or things like that? Yeah, that makes Um, sense. And, you know, and and they're very smart. They'll use people's uh, identities. They'll use people's social securities, you know, all that stuff to opening accounts. They're not going to open an account under their name under that (laughs) because that's, That's, no, that's, you're giving yourself up. So they make that difficult by concealing themselves with that. So it goes by the placement, integration, and the layering of how they are going to be laundering their proceeds and then introducing it into the formal economy. Once they have laundered that money, then they have it introduced into the formal economy, for example, such as $50,000, very small number, Mm -hmm. right? And they're trying to launder that specific proceeds. They're going to label it, for example, probably as a maybe a cost of like shipping containers or for, you know, expenses of a business or for goods, you know, like oranges or whatever that they're importing and exporting. Mm -hmm. These are just very minimal examples because I'm trying to, you know, piece it together so you guys know essentially on how they make it possible. Then once that's done, it's integrated into the formal economy and then that's when they spend on, you know, boats, cars, mansions, all these things and whatever, you know, like all the crazy things that you'd see in narcos, exactly that. (laughs) Money laundering is how they do it. They have to clean the money somehow. It's in the term. They got to clean it somehow to to make from the dirty means of where it came from to make it clean so it looks official. So it looks official. And then then again, that's where the the shell companies and all the things. Yeah, that, you know, and they, they it's, it's so they're manipulating systems to essentially do that. Now, it's a hard topic to really be able to, it's like, wow, you pitch it so great. But in reality, there's more to it. Oh, of course. Because, you know, once you once you stop it somewhere, it doesn't mean that it's going to stop for the rest of the organization. They yep. have these expert accountants. They have all these people who are, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy industry, man, of how powerful and how organized they are. Um, I saw an article the other day too as well of just presenting how, how, how well-funded and how powerful these cartels are, for example, where they have crazy up-armored vehicles, yeah. crazy, you know, like weapons and all these things, man, almost like like the military. And it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you know, like they're, they're not even the size of a U.S. military, but they are funded greatly because of the things that they do allows them to not only secure their operations – but yeah. it truly makes it difficult to making it a lethal a threat, man. A threat, yeah. And these and these and these and these organizations, they're right across the border outside of the United States. Right, yeah. So this comes in and out, in and out, in and out, in and yes, out into sir. the United States. So that's you know that whole little spiel really on it on what the thesis encompassed of. Yeah. Um, and I chose to do Latin America because I'm very passionate about that um, particular area. 
Heck yeah. I love it a lot, man. I was very fascinated by, you know, not just watching Narcos, um, watching Scarface as a kid, <laughs> yeah. you know, all those things. Oh, those little good well, movies, Well, yeah, and man. then you hear the rappers, oh, I'm pushing bricks, I'm pushing bricks. Well, this is where they fucking come from. Well, you know, man, they <laughs> probably got ties, you know, probably some bad people. But yeah. again, you know, that's um, that's where the product comes from. Yeah. You know, that's where the product comes from. This isn't to say that, you know, that type of cultivation or whatever doesn't occur in the U.S. I mean, we see how agencies and whatnot are able to go into a huge cocaine lab, for example. And yeah. like that. that that stuff also happens within the U.S. too as well. However, it's more so of a major nuisance in South America because we're talking masses and masses and masses of just land. That yeah, is say, the triple canopy, you know, jungle. Oh and under gosh. that is where they're operating, you know, labs, um, all that stuff, you know, all those containers and labs and, and just material that they use to make the drug yeah. to then push it out. I think it's crazy industry man and and you have you have firsthand experience in those jungles yourself right yeah so how how, how is that so you know man like first and foremost you know colombia is a a beautiful you know a beautiful country yeah i really you know love the experience over there and really seeing that and kind of just being able to see how the colombian government and the military really has adopted their practices on being able to do those things It's, it's impressive man it's impressive like they have a huge you know agenda and battle that they are doing and that has been going on for so many years and it's only getting bigger and bigger and bigger throughout how these organizations are just becoming just as deadlier and they're becoming smarter you know now when they're pushing out for example their products they're not just pushing it out up through trucks or whatnot up the u.s man these guys are sending submarines um i don't know i don't know i don't know if you saw you know like it was a viral video that was on instagram i saw that the coast guard had basically detected a a submersible vehicle that was coming in on the water. And when they got up close to it, man, it was a, you know, a drug trafficking submarine. It was, it was all, it was viral, man. It had like over, I think like 25,000 pounds of cocaine or something, something crazy. I probably saw it and I was like, that's not real. Something crazy. (laughs) It was crazy, (laughs) dude. But it's, it's, it's to tell you how complex this, this problem is because you're dealing with someone that is able to innovate, adapt and understand if this route didn't work, then we got to adapt this way to get the product. And their goal is just to get the product into the United States and around the world globally, because that's what they're going to yeah, profit they're, from they're essentially a company they're yeah a company yeah, they're just man. not yeah so they're sending you know a huge submarine full of drugs man and they're just going over there and it's and the thing is is that it's like leveled with the ocean too as well as it's going so you wouldn't be able to really detect it because it's like flowing within the water yeah. but under the water is where the actual you know you see the actual structure of the vessel yeah. because they're smart why are we going to build up a second boat for example why are we going to build up on a boat because it's going to look just as sketchy yeah so they're going to do it at night and they're navigating the oceans at night with this super low profile you know submarine that is just you know coasting through the ocean and hopefully makes it through to the gulf of mexico or something comes in through florida wow. and next thing you know you have a massive 40 million dollars worth of cocaine coming into florida that is soon to be dispersed out throughout the u.s that's the complexity of just one instance of i can't imagine how many routes or how feasible they make it do but it's that that's that's the threat so now we see fentanyl fentanyl is a major threat and that's what's coming out now where mixing that type of fentanyl drug into all their other products and cocaine is what's causing this opioid crisis where yes, people sir. are overdosing yeah. and all that stuff, man. Wow. We're seeing it. I think there was a case in North Carolina that I saw, man. Um, it was all over the news. It was a freshman out of college, man, North Carolina, and he had overdosed on fentanyl, man. Like, like 20 years old, dude, you know? And it's like, that's what's killing wow. the youth. Literally. Um, literally 
literally killing, killing, killing people. Oh yeah, literally. killing people. You know, just off of one thing that they're doing. Well, and there was that's, a, and uh, that's what they're profiting off of. You know, there was a police officer that all she did was touch it. Oh, I actually heard about and that. Yeah, she, crazy, right? It's insanity. Crazy. That makes no fucking sense. Crazy, man. You know, you have law enforcement and people who are essentially dealing with this face to face. You know, directly to the root. Yeah, fuck people a zombie. Of, you know, criminals and whatnot, and they are exposed to it. And that's crazy that you bring that up because yeah. that's true. That's that is the level of extremity that we are seeing mm-hmm. of. This particular threat with fentanyl, man, wow. and that stuff. So it's just you know yeah. get a huge monopoly, man. It's yeah. a monopoly. At the end yeah. of the day, to them, it's a business. You know, yeah. to them, it, yeah, to it's them, it's a business. business. To us, it's a crisis. Yeah, for them, for tunnels, you know, all these things that they're doing, man. They're sending products everywhere. But anyway, you know, that's kind of really like summing it up on. Now I can understand that particular topic. That that crazy idea when somebody's like, just make all the drugs legal. Now I know why, because all that goes through their mind. So they're like, fuck, if we make it legal, at least we can control it. Well, <laughs> like, the problem is, but, man, is like, the, insane, so, 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 so here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. A lot of people, you know, like they say, you know, like, we'll just legalize drugs. And it's like, that's, <laughs> don't think that might be the solution because I don't think we need, you know, um, 18 year olds or, you know, even younger Walk around. I have heroin. You know, I, like I, no, heroin dude. lollipop. No, oh, dude. You're like you know, like there's gotta be like some or like fentanyl and whatnot. Like no, yeah. dude. You know, I have nieces. I got you know For family sure. and whatnot. My, my son. And, I don't want him to grow up in a world right, where you can dude, go to you the gas station and get. You don't want them going to middle school, doing next, you know, and say, let's run this fentanyl. Like, yeah, what, what bro? What the fuck? What? You know, like, that's that's the threat, you know, that we see, yes, of sir. course, where it yes, goes sir. all the way down to that. So it is a huge problem in that sense. Now, with the whole legalizing these other, um, these drugs, for example, like, there's been such hot topics that I've seen on articles and in the news of, is legalization really the way of legalizing cocaine, for example? <laughs> um, wow. Really yep. the way to do it. Well, here's the thing. To a certain extent, it might alleviate the problem for a little bit. Yes. But what that shows then to those groups is that, you see, they have no choice and they can't deal with it but to legalize it. Yeah. So you win. Yeah. They 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 win. Ooh, they win. They but win. they lose they, they lose profit because oh, then now course. you know what's the point of you know trying to traffic drugs or one uh, cocaine for example if it becomes legal yeah. in South America or whatever they're mm-hmm. going to lose profit on that but then there's still other things that they're going to do. Yeah, of course. But it's to show you that the influence and power that they have of literally just bombarding certain areas with a drug crisis will force sure. governments to for example you know, legalize it or whatever, and that's a win to them. Yeah. So there, and again, there's two sense. perspectives that I'm presenting to you, man, because it's this is just one perspective that I present to you. The other one is that people might think, well, no, we should do this, we should do that. So yeah. again, there's just what I try to always pitch and what this led to, and my passion, you know, because I really am passionate about this stuff and I like continuously studying about it, um, is that. What I try to always, and I learned this from a professor too as well who taught me, and I will never forget it because it told me. You can look at a problem and you can pitch, oh, this is the way we should do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it might make sense at that moment, but what you also have to understand is think of a spider web, right? You got the spider web also around you. Maybe you could draw this around, you know, on a little spider like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm going I'm to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> You're going to see something. Anyway, so you'll have the spider web, and if you do something here to it, understand that that particular activity or decisions you are making 
can affect other areas of the spider web to shake yes. and vibrate. When I'll, and I'll never forget this to this day wow, okay. of that professor. These are called the fractures and fissures. Okay. The fractures and fissures are essentially where you identify the small fractures in a problem setting and you say, okay, maybe if we fix this crack, but if we do something here, maybe something over here can affect that little fracture. Yeah. You know, So you got to understand, man, that there's always just not always the this is the all be all problem solving yeah. and this is it because later on maybe down in the long run that decision may no longer be relevant and you have to adapt and innovate to be able to fix it in a certain way no, it make, it it's makes, a constant evolving so thing sense. and that's what it comes to the program being specifically of security studies security strategic studies mm-hmm. of you know problem settings yeah. like this understanding that it is going to be a constant evolving problem of being able to take problems and okay addressing it this way but then something might happen you got to ad- it's adapting and evolving yeah. strategy is hard not everything works we see now all over the news how much of a threat you know china is you know yeah. that's a that's that's a, that's a constant topic all over the news too as well so it is hard because yeah, well, they're, they're the the new the new uh the new, the, the new denomination, the new money that, that they're making. Yeah, you know, trying to, currency, assembly, that's the yeah, to, establish, <laughs> to establish, you know, essentially their currency to be able to, you know, have that be the main currency around the world. That's, um, you know, that's, that's very competitive. Um, you, for, for, how so, do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I guess the big question really that I have is that how do you compete with that? Yeah. That's the biggest question wow. because then you have, you know, a, you know, a country like that who is very economically strong. Yes. Um, and they are... Uh, me, like I said, I'm sure there are many ways we can dissect this problem so much, no, so much on this topic. Yeah, but it's yeah. like to be able to just understand from a glimpse of what I'm trying to present to you is that how do you compete? You know, it's hard. Yeah, it's very how, hard. How, how do you compete? You can't, you know, because you have one that is extremely powerful, just like you, who is spending so much money around the world in South America, Central America. And you see this in articles, man. You see this in South American, you know, news medias that they're saying that, you know, they're building all these things and everything. And we're not just essentially reviving the economy in countries in South America that have been struggling in poverty and whatnot. And they get in these business deals with China, man, and they just build and build and build and build and build and build and build, which in a way is helping that country. But then you also got to understand they have a return on investment and they have a purpose as to why they're doing why, things. Yes. And they are there for a reason because they're trying to increase their presence. Yeah. So it's great power competition, which are things that you also learn in um, in these programs yeah. of understanding of how nations compete. You know, whether if it's resources, whether if it's this and whatnot, um, is warfare really the way that we need to go after to be able to solve yeah, certain problems? What are the secondary and tertiary effects of with going to war for a certain country? How is this going to affect other parts of the world? Again, the spiderweb theory spider that we web. were talking about, wow. you know. So, again, when that was taught to me, dude, I blown away. I was yeah. like, well, it, it, you know, I was literally in there like, what the fuck? Literally, because like, then shit. all the connections start. You're like, holy shit! Yeah, that's the reason why it, you do this. They're doing this in Africa to disrupt this over here in South America. To- yeah, man, and you'll have <laughs> things that you read about too as well. It's like, again, I love talking about these topics, but like, for example, maritime, maritime, everything about routes in global trade. Okay. You know, so much comes in through boats. Yes, you know, okay. we have to have boats come into the Panama Canal because yeah. it's the most easiest and most feasible way to get things from one place to another around the world. But yeah. think about it. Like if you are, <laughs> if a war is going on in Taiwan, yeah, just think of how much that would affect the trade routes and the routes of these vessels that are bringing in goods to all parts of the world, to the U.S. and South America, because that area, we're talking about the um, Pacific 
Yeah. Okay. All that Indo-Pacific region would be affected because it would be an area of, of war. Yeah. So then it's like all these things possibly have to get rerouted in a different area, causing products and trade to potentially even become delayed, not yeah. coming as quickly, um, costing even more. Well, one of the hugest things that we had with gas in the Ukraine. Perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. You know, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah. Even though it does not have to be, even though it is not directly a conflict, you know, with like the U.S. because the U.S. Yeah. is not out there, you know, like bombing and everything. Yeah, no. There's no troops, like crazy troops on the ground, you know, but like wasn't like Iraq, you know. Exactly. But it affected a lot of things. Yeah. It affected the transportation of goods because of these conflicts that occur around the world will affect other areas yeah. around the and world that's what, then that's what a lot of people fail to understand yeah you know why is gas blame going, it on desantis or something why, you know why is like, gas getting so high this or whatever and it's like it's understanding sometimes that you just got to look at it from a higher viewpoint and understand and see and it's okay like i said i didn't know these things majority yeah. of the time because no, i was sure. just like oh that's just the way it it's is It's complicated right this is just the way it is but it's not it's understanding break i mean i'll tell you the truth that professor broke it down barney style because i'm i'm not as brilliant <laughs> No, you know, I was like, going to say, let's start going, let's we'll start using Barney words because we're yeah, getting complicated. Yeah, just, <laughs> but I was always like, you know, this is wild, this bro. Is insane. So again, understanding that concept to be able to really see like, whoa, like this, this really does imply that a lot of other things will be affected. Yeah. Um, so that's essentially what the program taught me, nice, um, what the thesis wow. was about. Um, what I decided to talk about, what I decided to research, and I'm very passionate about it, man, yeah. because it's not just in South America, it's also in the Caribbean. You know, there are so many island hopping routes that they do. They jump from little islands wow. from here to there, from here to there, from here to there. You know, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, all these countries, you know. It makes sense. It yeah, makes sense. Cuba, you know, mm -hmm. are all of these places that have a geographic advantage mm -hmm. because of where they are located and having so much clearance to making it into florida jesus you know yeah and that's just one side mexico different story way different story you know tunnels the tunnels all this, everything yeah oh my that's gosh. what i'm saying in industry that is so profitable mm. that they are able to fund their activities wow. because without the profit they yeah. can't make the tunnels as efficiently they can't have the equipment so they need to make sure that whenever they're doing all these things and just bombarding countries with drugs and whatnot, they don't care because they're making all that profit to exactly. then innovate their business yeah. to then like, now we're going to start Jesus. pushing it in this way. And so, I, I want to say, yeah, they move a lot like a company, but they move a lot like government, like, like a government would. Like. Yeah, yeah. So when they go into these regions, for example, we'll hit back on Colombia too as well. Yeah. And we'll talk about FARC because it's what people have been, you know, what we've introduced here for people to understand yeah, yeah. is that they establish their own manners of government yeah in wow. the areas they control so just because colombia might have their own you know government that they have established that it is recognized that the mm -hmm. people you know understand and whatnot in those rural areas mm -hmm. isolated areas where it is dependent on farming you know all these lower areas yeah they are governed by these by these insurgencies by yeah. these terrorist organizations Duh. you know so that's where they're able to then influence manipulate control populations to do it doesn't matter what you guys think about government and whatnot we are the government here and yeah. this is how, and, and it's very unfortunate because you see that that control is what allows them to take away farmland to take away cattle um kidnapping extortion yeah. i gave you the example of wow. drug trafficking but they also contribute to another financial arm which is of for example kidnapping extortion wow. so that right there is just another source of revenue that we're talking about jesus that is a lot yeah. of money that makes it makes a lot of, yeah that human yeah. trafficking that's one of the 
That's what they say a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, know? it's crazy, man. Crazy. It's horrible. So then with that, um, after that program, man, I I loved it, dude. I, I loved it. Um, I fell in love with it. Uh, I fell in love with, you know, just really learning so much more. Um, specifically me, I love the Central and the South American region. Yeah. Um, I have a huge passion for, like, reading about, like, the Mayans and the Aztecs and all that stuff and oh, everything. Dude, I'm, awesome. very, I'm very intrigued with okay. that kind of stuff. All right. So give me something crazy that the Mayans used to do. Just something wild. <laughs> I think personally, because I do read about this on because, my own Because I'm pretty sure I, I read a little, but, but yeah, what are your perspective? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> well... It's crazy because after this, um, after this program that I'm doing now, I'm doing my PhD right now. Nice. Um, oh, <laughs> yes, Doctor Rico. Yeah, it's, it's working. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but yeah. not yet, you know, not yet. You know, that's still coming got, soon. Coming yes. soon, you know, God willing and working out. But like, I decided to take the study of what I was studying in the drug trade over into this program that I'm in and being able to understand it and just you know, like being able wow. to study it to a greater yeah. depth. That's really how passionate I'm about it. Wow, nice. But now oh, we're man, opening up, amazing. you know, a can of worms of, you know, the Aztecs and the Mayans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, we'll change it up and switching it up towards people. I don't know about you, man, but like there's been a lot of hot news and topics that have been found by archaeologists and scientists yeah. recently. I mean, did you see the most recent thing that came out that Mexico showed like these alien bodies like their Congress or something? Okay, so... <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, what? Yo, I was like, yo... What? I'm like, and my girl was like, they look like E.T. I was like, because they beam images into our minds, guys. Like, they need us to know what they look like. So when they start presenting them, we don't freak the fuck out. Yeah, man, you don't freak out because it's a topic that's already been introduced. Oh, those are the aliens. They came out. You know, it's just like, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Yo, and then then they were like, oh, and one of them might have eggs. And then they ended it. And then when I was like, wait, what? I think, man, honestly, like, so now that we're um, opening up the topic really on, like, you know, science and, like, you know, the minds and the assets and everything and whatnot, I think we are, we are in such a, a, a pivotal time in humanity, man, because technology has influenced our, let's call it our, our, our life, dude. Like, you know, technology has influenced our life so much. Like, look at how much artificial intelligence AI has changed everything completely. Right. Yeah. So quantum computing, all these other things that are coming out, man, that is just not only making life faster, producing things faster. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, soon enough, I'm going to pull up my watch and the hologram is going to come up, you know, scrolling up, whatever. Like, no, yeah. nah, man, AI says this goes down like literally some Star Wars shit. Yeah. You know, I, I was saying I need a Jamie. So I'm not going to need a Jamie to, to run the other half of the podcast. Perfect example here. Let's touch on this so we can talk like because we're going to yeah. me- we're going to mesh it together. Let's do it. Fifteen years ago, we were all dependent on. On cable direct, oh, direct tv you're you 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 do you remember bright house bright house do you remember bright house what? you mean spectrum dude <laughs> bright house what? all those things direct tv century link everything oh my century link was my first cell phone provider we, th- we 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 thought cricket you know all these things oh my god we thought that on that time of having tv cable on demand and yep. everything was man life is great and whatnot matt now we don't even need cable. No. Now all we need is just internet. I don't have cable. I have only internet. I don't either. I have internet only. Fuck. I have internet only, and that's what it, like how much time has really changed to evolve us wow. on how technology has really freaking steered us into another direction where we are almost dependent of it. Now you go into a house, everything is internet based. Yeah. 
that's it. Alexa, turn on my light. Let me not, because she will yeah. turn on right, my right, light. Yeah, you know, next thing you know, the whole thing's going to shut down. And we're going right. to come back. Sorry. You know? Sorry, my bad. Huh? Yeah, we had a blackout. <laughs> but like, you know. Like, Alexa, Alexa, shut down the whole block. Shut, shut my power grid, you know, like something crazy. But anyways, like it's 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 that particular concept for you to understand that, you know, like, bro, like we are constantly evolving and changing, evolving yes. and changing, evolving and changing oh that are just God. introducing things. This right now, you know, like I can't imagine how much equipment and how much things were probably needed to make a podcast 40 years ago yeah, on a radio yeah, host yeah. you'd probably needed like things on the walls and like you know those like massive tape recording things that are going like this thousands you know? of dollars you know radio yeah. and whatnot everything oh airtime my gosh. now look now you're doing a podcast from the convenience of your own place yeah and, you know and honestly guys it's less than a thousand bucks of equipment including every everything almost really <laughs> so but it's an ex- imperfect example yeah. man you know things have gotten smaller and better but the point about this is yeah. that like again tracing it back to the mind and and you know the Aztecs and all these things. I read a lot of books about all this stuff. I remember in school when these topics were like, nah, aliens aren't real, whatever, dude. It's not that I believe that like an ET thing is going to come out and like have the shiny finger. It's the simple fact of like we are uncovering things from our past that yeah. we are now finally beginning to understand. Ooh, so okay. we used and so what the main the, the main part of this is about that I've been reading about is that we used to have this concrete understanding of potentially the age of the pyramids in Egypt. Okay, yeah. The certain pyramids that are found in Mexico, of the Inca temples, the Mayan temple, the Aztecs, you know, all those stuff. Yeah. Now, technology has allowed us to understand and see we've been, we've been wrong. Oh, yeah. That oh these gosh. pyramids are actually older than what we said. Fuck. So... Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I remember. I can't remember so, seeing something so, so like that. So technology, yep. so technology oh, now f- plays a pivotal f- role where we are able to, for example, walk around with this sonar thing that penetrates through the ground to find temples and pyramids that we couldn't find 80, 100 years ago <laughs> because these guys shit. in Egypt were brushing with, you know, a little brush and whatnot and seeing, you know, like yeah, all the equipment. Literally. Now you got a guy who runs a radar and goes like, hey, man, the iPad right now is picking up a huge structure under the ground. Let's dig here. You know, that is the huge, that is what I'm trying to say is that humanity is in a huge pivotal role of truly discovering not just our roots, where we come from, understanding the story of what you and I used to learn in school. Holy shit. To what really is actually we've been wrong and this actually dates back further. It makes sense. Wild. So again, history, you know, I'm a huge believer. I don't know about you, but. I'm a huge believer that history repeats itself. Yes. Why do I say this? Yeah. I know, it, it, the Apollo 13 mission. Okay. <laughs> the space race. Okay. You yeah. know? Oh, wow, yeah. Kennedy, all this stuff. <laughs> we, we, we were striving to really be not just competitive with all the others around us on Earth, mm-hmm. but to yeah. really break that threshold on we're leaving this place and we're going to go explore the heavens. And we, once we leave this Earth, are going to be the next Martians in the other <laughs> viewpoints of where will we go. Yeah, now, again, true, Martians, yeah. people are probably like, bro, this guy's wild, bro. This is wicked. What What is he talking about right now? What I'm trying to say is that we are in a pivotal time frame of humanity where we are now exploring further than not just Earth, but outside. Yeah. So what is happening now? The space race. Look at Again, SpaceX. SpaceX. History repeats itself. It's fucking doing it. We have ooh, great, you ooh, know, we have people shit. who are very innovative and they're passionate, man. And I, I love following these, you know, these missions and things that they're doing because they are truly 
Elon Musk, is a great example of truly trying to really push the limits on how far humanity is going to go and where we should go. Yeah. And we shouldn't limit ourselves. No. Limitless. It, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of fucking sense. And it, it goes into what, what I like to say is humanity is in the middle of a renaissance. Right. We are. This is a new renaissance. It is a new, something it is a new era. Yeah, you know, it is, it, it is a essentially new a new era from what we first started. Take this, for example. And again, I, I love pitching these things, man, because I'm a very nostalgic person. I like vintage stuff. Yes. I like typewriters. I like all these little like gadgets and whatnot that are really yeah. cool for decoration and whatnot. Very tactile. But yeah, but yeah. look at it right now, dude. Back then, you remember you had a sidekick XL? Bro. From you know, pff, the, that thing would come Fucking out, dude. Blackberry, bro. Yeah, you oh. had everything, man. That was the shit. Yeah. That was the shit. Yeah. You know, now you've got something that does the face ID and everything and it uncovers it all. And again, these topics are probably not new to everyone, whoever is listening. Yeah, we got that. We see it. But it's to show you the pattern of how much we are evolving. Yes. And to the point that really technology is now we are we are guiding technology to a certain extent because we are experimenting. Yeah. But in my opinion, technology is taking us by the hand and pulling us Here like this go, literally because it's like buckle up dude yeah and it's like but whoa we but we like, we, we kind of did that to ourselves we did Abs- that, absolutely, we did, we, absolutely we made technology so powerful to the point where it is absolutely it is the ultimate tool <laughs> yeah from a military standpoint yes a hundred percent technology plays a huge role in the military yeah. from defining people's health um and wellness you know like are they they need to go to dental whatever things like that like it's that type of stuff wow Back then, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I ask people who are retired from the military, hey, how would you guys get this done? Everything. Oh, we had to send runners. <laughs> you know, they had to send someone, someone to go relay to a message, go, to go this, to go relay the message, wow. to go get that, to go do that, to go do this and that, you know? Yeah. Now everything's through email, you know? Wow. Now, yeah, you know, you can make you can secure You can secure a line. Now, now, now military capability with technology has not only evolved us to be able to see what's going on on the ground. Wow. I mean, yeah. you see it on TV. Yeah. Drones. The drones, and you see little people running around. And you see all the people are running. Here I am. Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, running out there. Like, Ramboing and shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, there goes Rico. You know, whatever. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, there oh, goes shit, that, I know that guy. The green little toy soldier from Toy Story, you know, <laughs> out there. Oh, Roger that, sir. You know, something crazy. Yo. But, you know, that's the extent. Yeah. So I'm I'm really um intrigued and I'm actually very fascinated because sometimes I feel like we're not ready to really take that leap. Yeah. And then sometimes I feel like are we really, you know, going in the right direction? It's like, you know, can this be very pivotal and can this be very how do I explain it? Beneficial for humanity in a way of of introducing, you know, new technologies. What do you do? Yeah. You know, what what do you do when we essentially uncover or just introduce something that changes everything sorry that changes everything so i feel you i feel you and 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 that fear is again it could be the other way is this going to be beneficial or are we going to fucking destroy ourselves perfect point that you bring up perfect point that you bring up because if you i really do wonder sometimes um i forgot his name anywhere right now but i I believe in astrophysics i forgot his name right now um he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, but what he was saying is that astronauts, when they would go to outer space and they would go to the ISS and the ones that would go to the moon too mm-hmm. as well, um, they were able to convey and experience a sort of behavioral change Okay, that they viewed Earth differently. Like it changes you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, wow. and it changes them. Like you're like, wow, 
you know, like I could, I that's could, that's that that little dot. That's where we're at. Like, and 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 it's wow. like, and it's like, why, really why, why, and it's like, so, so, so. Here, let me put yourself in in these shoes because it blew me the fuck away. Yeah. You know, and it, and it humbled me a little bit to a sense to really understand, like, man, we really are that small. Well, you know, I I went to Cali, and I was spending all all day in L.A. on Long Beach, going around. Yeah. I was enjoying my life. When I came back to Florida, I I couldn't help it. I was like, "Yo, this shit is podunk." Like I was so used to being like I got so used to being in such a big city, right? That when I came to Kissimmee's airport and drove down Osceola Parkway, I was yeah. like, "Fuck, there's so many trees here for." Like, yeah, like it was so weird. It's crazy. So I can't imagine standing from the moon looking down to the earth, looking down to earth, That's- and really seeing you know like from what he was saying is like you know how vulnerable you know we yeah. really are. Yeah. How wow. vulnerable that perspective, you know, that they have <laughs> that nobody experiences. I don't experience it, you know, no. but like I, I read into it and it's just the thought of what I'm trying to tell you and people that are listening is mm-hmm. like, just think of that for a second, man. It's like you're leaving insane. Earth, you come out and you see it and you're just like, <laughs> wow, you wow. know, like it, it might it might change, you know, like Literally. that's home. That's, that's what home. that one little speck, that one little thing, like my house is somewhere there, you know, yeah, and like. We, my family's we there. Are, and, and, my our, and and by our nature, we are constantly at war, you know, yeah. fighting with each other. Yeah. Everything is, you know, and it's looked at as like a, we view it as like, you know, well, that's, you know, that's, we're here. It's like, well, that's going on over there. Yeah. But from a broader spectrum, this is earth. This is you over here. Yeah. You're looking at it, man, this is a very, you know, conflicted a lot of things go here. A yeah. lot of things are going on in this area. In this, a lot of like, you know, tiny little blue dot. Yeah, yeah. And this is a lot of war, you know, this species, I can't imagine if like we were to be, for example, like observed by some sort of alien something in yeah. space and was really looking at us. And it's like, yo, this species is wild. I mean, these dudes nuke each other. These dudes obliterate each other, you know, yeah, like this. They it, really go crazy. This, these people go ham, you know, and they produce technology every year. They, you know, produce things that really like these people. Are, this is great. You yeah, know, like, literally like this is innovative, yeah. you know, but, but to a certain extent, now let's flip it for a second. Mm-hmm. That, that is coming to visit us. We are like, whoa. Where did you guys come from? Literally. What and that's it, right. And so then that right there contradicts our data and <laughs> understanding of what we have of physics. Yeah. Because when something shows up and it's not normal, like how you and I, it goes past our datum. It goes past our understanding and the laws of physics, maybe that we have established and things like that. Very interesting perspective. Yeah. I don't I don't mean to get, you know, so like, I was like what the fuck are they teaching you in that college? <laughs> no, <bro>. So this, <laughs> this, this specifically is stuff that I stay up sometimes. And I'm just like, you know, yeah. reading, you know, and my lady comes in, like, what are you reading? And it'll be like some weird, like alien book. I'm just like, do you really want to know? This shit is crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, but it's, it's cool. You know, it's yeah, very educating sure. because sometimes I true wonder reeling it back into where we officially first started with the Aztecs and the minds mm-hmm. is what is to be uncovered? Literally. You know, what, what is to be uncovered by archaeologists and scientists that devote their passion and their understanding of history? Yeah. Because here's another crazy line that I've heard that I truly, I, I love. It's dope. We only understand life backwards, but we are forced to live it forward. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. And so that exactly is very pivotal in the sense that we have no choice 
in order to understand us, we have to go back mm-hmm. and piece together history so we can tell the story. Yeah. In order for us then to understand how can we make decisions yeah. that could potentially you know, give us better good. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that goes this positively. That goes into what you say. History repeats itself. And it is a good, and, and again, it repeats itself in different ways. So it's not going to be the same exact thing. Right, obviously. right, right, right. So then you get to learn from your past mistake. Oh, we're, we're reaching the space race again. Are we going to turn it into World War Three? Are we going to turn it into another Cold War? Are we actually going to work together and 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 actually get there, get wherever we're trying to get to? Is that step that we are bound to take really potentially what's going to unite humanity exactly. to go explore outside of this Earth, or is it going to bring us into more conflict? Exactly. And just how you said, you know, it's is it going to be the next Cold War? Are we going to have to then be, you know, racing against who's going to make it out there first and whatever? And it's exactly. going to be a huge, you know, a, a huge, a huge conflict. And these are just predictions. You know, we're just thinking, yeah, like, we, you know, like, yeah, this is again, just like, is this possible? But again, because it's his, what it's it's what happened. For example, history repeats itself like how you, like how we have said here, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Right. World War Two. The U.S. was in two wars yes. against two actors in two different axes around the earth. For example, we were at war with Japan. And when we went to war with Japan. Adolf Hitler declared war on the U.S., <laughs> you know? So that's two wars right there. Yep. Where am I going with this? Is this potential threat that we are seeing with China a repetition in history where we go to war with China and then Vladimir Putin declares war on the, on US? the U.S.? Yeah. Crazy thought. No, Cra- but it, Crazy thought, but it, but it comes to, you know, It's like, not even that crazy because that's exactly how people are already seeing it. Right, and so it just kind of makes you think, you know, could it be something that, like, Again, we don't want to repeat history like the Great Depression. You know, exactly. we don't, we don't, we don't, I don't want to go through that. You no. know, I, I read about it in history. You know, I can't imagine what it was like during that time frame. Can no. you imagine a Great Depression right now in the U.S.? Like no. how when, when collapsed they talk about it would be? You know? How all the teenagers would run away because they, they can't live at home with their parents anymore. It's like when you really think about that, like what the fuck? Those Crazy. hippies were insane. Crazy. I can't imagine being, what, 18 years old and leaving my parents' house. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, that's why sometimes I'm I'm so fascinated with history and about specific topics, I'll be honest. There are some things I really don't like reading about in mm-hmm. history that I'm just like, this is whack. You know? Oh, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> of course. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned about education, I'm going to leave it with this so we can really touch on the whole Mayan topic and everything because I do love it. Yeah. But we'll hold that thought. The most important thing that I have learned about education now being in a PhD program and you know being at that peak mm-hmm. right there to hopefully achieve that is that I wish I would have understood the perspectives of the teachers earlier in my education that they were presenting to me because for example that art teacher or that history teacher i had in sophomore year in high school who was teaching me about the roman empire or all that stuff i wish i would have paid attention probably a little bit more harder yeah to those fundamentals that they were telling me because now in the program that i'm in Mm -hmm. where it demands a lot of research it demands you know great construction of a research question of an abstract i wish i would have understood that all that plays a pivotal point in my understanding that i have now today yeah for example such as you know like man now i'm learning about how the roman empire established their own way of government and the roman empire was so strong that they had to divide the power okay. and they had to send 
people that they chose as leaders to represent the Roman Empire in different parts of the region that they were, you know. Ambassadors. Exactly. Don't we do that today? Yeah. I wish that that and again this probably comes with maturity wisdom and everything you know and just having that understand because we're young dude you know yeah. we, we had a class together yeah. <laughs> you know I remember we had, we had class sleeping together, you know? in the class that I was in with yeah. you <laughs> either you were sleeping I was talking too much you know whatever or I, sometimes I wasn't paying attention vice but, versa or, or I was you know like <laughs> oh yeah this is great and you're over here like dude you're a nerd you know yeah well I mean you're so, still my friend <laughs> <laughs> you know but like those are things that like I view that it's like those particular things that maybe teachers are trying to introduce to us you exactly. know exactly and we're slowly maturing. We're slowly growing to understand that now when you get into these realms of higher education, as you grow, you begin to understand, ah, so this is why maybe this is what it is. This is yeah. where we this is where we develop the principles of government. This is where we develop the principles of if the US is going to maintain a presence elsewhere, then we should have ambassadors. Yeah. People who represent the US on behalf of the president, yeah. on behalf of those things. So it is very I'm going to be honest, badass that those principles that we learned in history of let's, let's call it groups, empires mm-hmm. that they did, we adopted and other parts of the world have adopted to as well that yeah, make yeah. it, that make it functional and we still see today. Yeah. Well, that's, it's funny that a lot of people, they, they compare the United States to the Roman empire and they're, Oh, the United States great, is going to, great, oh, thought. That, that, that. great, 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 you know, great thought to the extent of understanding that those principles are probably ones that we hold to this day on how we do things. Yeah, exactly. Legal, legal. So the Roman empire was so smart and so organized that you had to go, you, you, they had a court system. Yeah. They had judges, you know, things like that. We have that today. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm just basically aligning small things to people to be able to understand that, you know, back then in high school, you probably like, man, forget the Roman Empire. Why do I need to know this? I don't give a fuck about that. I remember, I I remember when I was probably that ignorant little student that I was just like doing the homework just because and turned it in to ensure that I had a good grade. I was just like, I'm just doing it just because. But really now I understand the deep meaning and thought behind it because now I'm like, man, I'm finally connecting the dots. Yeah, and I'm finally seeing where this come, where this came from. So, in a nutshell, all of education as you're growing and increasingly having a greater understanding, you're pursuing your bachelor's, great, do it. You're pursuing a master's, that demand of that is going to require you dig deeper, Damn. dig deeper, and connect wow. that dot. When you get to that doctoral level, you're really not only assessing what you connected, but now build something off of it yeah no like uh like we were talking about before i don't know if it was on the pod or before but what when you are now researching in your phd and your doctor is what is what a student is going to use in his freshman level paper to 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 prove whatever he's trying to prove perfect example you hit the nail on the head exactly with that because when you do for example a thesis yeah people look at it as like man you got to write like this 80 page paper or something or more in reality but in reality those references and those sources that you are looking after to build your paper when you were doing your bachelor's is off of the work of other people that you are going on to find those sources and find those things. Well, look, hey, this researcher said this. Well, this researcher said this over here. Well, this is that these are people that have studied probably to a greater depth what you are probably researching yeah. and what you like. Yeah. And that gives credit of to when you are sourcing something, make sure you give credit where you got your citation from and your social. I understand that now. Yeah. Because it's yeah. you are yeah. because you are directly referencing someone's work to their theory, their hypothesis, and they completely figured it out to support what it is you might be talking about. 
to answer your question, yes. I hope and I aspire that what I write in my dissertation and what I you know, convey down the line with this program, I'm still researching and I'm still thinking of some things that I'm very yeah. interested of. But one of the things that I'm very, very, very passionate and interested about in writing in this particular um, dissertation, mine is in criminal justice, which, which okay. with an emphasis Thanks. of homeland security. Okay, wow. So understanding, you know, really like the internal domestic level things to essentially, you know, defend the homeland. Yeah. Let's keep in broad terms, defend the homeland. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that I'm very passionate and interested in writing about is about critical infrastructure, power. The power grids. Yeah. You know, cyber right now in this era that we are in is not only advantageous, but also dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Because a cyber attack can occur Uh on a power grid on the East Coast. Bro, you shut down the whole power grid on the whole East Coast. Do you know how many people will die? Do you know how much of a collapse that would cause? economically gas no internet no cell phone no banking you know like those are examples of what just critical infrastructure on a cause an apocalypse of what (laughs) apocalypse literally an apocalyptic time would occur of put it this way a natural disaster when a hurricane comes and it takes out the power look how much of preparation and things we have to do that can cause a problem where it literally sets us back to almost a stone age literally Literally, look at dude. all this we have right Fuck. now. You know, lights, this, everything, and whatnot. Bro, cut the power. We're done. Yeah, that's it. It's done. Everything done. is done. Now we are back to how we go into survival mode. Yeah, you really do. Literally, there, there goes the supermarket. So where the fuck is your food coming from? A perfect example. Like- <laughs> yeah, there goes the meat. Yeah. There goes the pharmacy. Hospitals. Hospitals. Perfect example. I like saying that. Look at this particular case. What occurred in North Carolina? The Moore County power outage. You uh-huh. know, that was something that someone went there and manipulated the system they knew where to go they knew where to hit it they know what to do made national headlines and affected the state crazily a domestic terrorism essentially one one guy you know a domestic issue that turned into a national issue of how vulnerable power grids and infrastructures are you know to this day yeah so I'm, i'm interested in researching that topic to understand you know not only assessing and bringing, you know, a little bit of clarity on like how vulnerable critical infrastructure yeah. in in regards to power grids yeah. are with natural disasters, things like that. Right now, a storm oh. can come through and it'll knock down these power lines right here. Yeah. This whole complex out here oh. is done. Well, I mean, a storm comes through and we lose power sometimes. So just that's, on that's a, a right. natural uh, afternoon. Right. So that's just really trying to understand how really how vulnerable it really is. Yeah. You know, it's extremely yeah. vulnerable. And you're, there's so many ways probably on how to skin the cat, whatever, you know, like doing this, like, well, assessing this and assessing that. But it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So that's essentially with that and like where I'm pursuing now with this and seeing nice. how maybe if I can tie in some things that I wrote in the master's program can help support that, you know, dissertation yeah. with like criminal groups that pose a threat to the United States internally Yeah, that wow, can okay. use that to potentially target areas and populations to control them. You know, it'd be really, it'd be really It'd be horrible, you know, yeah. to be in a major city in Orlando and you have an insurgency emerge or something yeah. and they say, we're not going to go on strike. We're not going to go killing people or something like that. That's old school. We're going to go cut the power grid. Bro. Wow. Yeah. You know, what that's that's vulnerable. You yeah, know, that, like again, that, how many people are going to die just by cutting the power grid? And that happened and that happened in North Carolina wow. because you're able to think, you know, how vulnerable this 
area of critical infrastructure really is yeah. cyber you know i can't imagine how many cyber attacks probably go on in the world to certain areas of critical infrastructure that you know yeah. these people are constantly deterring or you know going against someone else so yeah that's yeah. pretty much it well no, I, that's funny because i always get freaking ads on my phone for cybersecurity to go to school for so that makes a lot of sense yeah so back to the topic on like you know Mayans and the yeah the Mayans. Well, Mayans. I mean, because because again, like like what you said, like it all does a little. It does tie into a Maya because we're talking about civilization and reality as is, and what you're exploring is how it used to be in almost like a not prehistoric, but I guess yeah. right, yeah. And and I think that's like you know you're you're going along the lines of what we're saying of like how humanity came to be what it is exactly. today you know mm -hmm. and there's a lot of scientists and a lot of people that are very passionate um that are have been really trying to introduce this theory of you know the fingerprints mm -hmm. of what these people left behind okay of who they are you know what was the purpose why did they come or who were they to begin with or how did they get here so that yeah. it's really piecing together that historical past for us to understand man could we really be descendants from that or are we just like what are we man yeah. there's so many books that i've yeah. <laughs> read to this day that it's like who are we yeah those are extremely f fascinating and magnificent give credit dude to like those authors who sat down and constructed something so complex but yet digestible for someone to read to understand yeah. a simple title that's like who are we hmm, who really are we literally who you know we? oh my god i read a book i read a book that i recently finished too as well that was called sapiens okay and it was a white book you know and it just said sapiens you know for the term homo sapiens yeah. of what we you know descend from from that particular um area yeah so okay. it had a thumbprint on it on the book and it was just a fingerprint yeah. And so that's what it was, like sapiens, who we are, wow. who we evolved from and everything. But it was a crazy, you know, complex, you know, like crazy. It was like this fucking thick. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really thick. It was really thick, but it took me, you know, months, you yeah. know, to I, really I can imagine it. what the fuck. But sometimes I go back to it and really to listen to it and just to kind of like really read it. It's like, is that what this means? You know? Yeah. But again, that's just me because I, I truly devote myself to, to studying. I like education. I like studying. Yeah. You know, I, I really do. I'm not a, you know, a NASA astronaut. I'm not a, you know, a doctor, you know, who, no, who, who does surgery or not, but I'm, I'm passionate about devoting myself to a specific area of study and being able to do that. And I love archaeology. I love yeah. all that type of stuff. That's I hope awesome. I got my recently, um, I got my open water scuba diving permit. Word. So I've been doing scuba diving, you That's know, cool. as well. Um, I went scuba diving in Puerto Rico. And that was not just an experience, but it was also something that exposed me to like, wow, like a different part of the world. There's another part of There's the world. There's another <laughs> part of the world. So I guess what I'm trying to tell you too as well is like, you know, you don't have to be religious and you don't have to be like, you know, crazy into these type of things. But what I've begun to read is that all these archaeologists and scientists and people who refer to the ancient texts or the Bible on this flood and this cataclysmic event that might have occurred, what they're saying is that, can you imagine the amount of things that are under the ocean that we have not discovered yet? that are there that could potentially answer the questions that we may be looking for yeah. and they're just sitting underwater yeah. and we're on top of it well i i heard this theory of uh what what, what pangea actually is it's just it's it really just the flood so part parts that were once 
land are land now ocean. Are now ocean. Yeah. Thank you. That's really it. We didn't separate and break off. No, no, no. We, it's just the water rose. So that's crazy <laughs> to think that way because, you know, we have the tectonic plates and all that stuff and everything, certain shifts, you yeah. know, the world shifted in certain ways and everything, all these things. But there are parts of the world where the southernmost tip of South America was once connected probably to Antarctica. Yeah. And that's just probably underwater. Oh my gosh. So imagine again a small glimpse I'm giving yeah. you man for 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 those who are listening to be able to just kind of conceptualize is can you imagine the things that are still underwater that are probably left waiting to be discovered oh that gosh. are probably either way more advanced than what we thought yeah. or are probably like oh these are the people we've been trying to find. Yeah. You know, like ancient, ancient super stuff. Yeah. Wow. Who knows, man? I mean, we don't even know, like, we know more about space than we knew, than we actually know about the depths of our oceans. Yeah. Literally. What the fuck? I mean, that, that thing that, that, um, that submarine that imploded, mm-hmm. you know, like that thing that went down yeah. was like two and a half miles underwater, what? dude. Yeah. What the fuck? Like it's pitch black. Literally. You don't, what you don't, are you even doing down there? You don't, you don't know what's down there or no. anything like that. So it's like, there's, it's, it, it goes past our understanding of what we under, know of, of depth. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my like you're goodness. so deep down into the ground or into the ocean that like, <laughs> um, I passed my deepest level that I think I gotta go, but you're still going but down. You're still going. That's crazy. That's insane because again, it's pitch black. Where are you going? How like, do you, how do you conceptualize that depth? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't. can't. No, yeah, you can't. It's might, it might as well be a black hole. You can't. And it's, and that's, that's scary, man. That's you know, like what lives down there, dude, or like what could be down there. Yeah. Or, you know, all sorts of things. So Shit. the most intriguing thing, um, reeling it back into the whole Aztecs and minds, the most intriguing thing to me about these particular, um, you know, people was their understanding of the stars, man. Wow. You know, like yeah. planets, like all these things. We, we refer back to a lot of the understandings we have of planets, the solar system, constellations and things like that. But truly, I truly wonder, how did they get that knowledge? Yeah. How? Wow. You know, how? Literally. How? The, the, yeah. these, these were things that, you know, were taught in school. Uh-huh. And it's fascinating. You know, the minds were some of the most advanced, blah, blah, mathematicians, you know, trigonometry, geometry, very great at shapes, all these things and everything. You know, you're probably going to put a whole bunch of like formulas coming over my right. head, like, you know, like <laughs> cannot compute at this time. It's my, it's my face. But like, again, how? Yeah. So that to no, me intrigues a lot of fucking sense. That to me intrigues me a lot on the understanding that they have of the stars and you know the solar system and being able to. Some people probably, dude, Rico, man, like, dude, forget about it, dude. That's just Indians, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, no, man, like, no, I don't know about you, you, but like, me? but me, dude, I'm over here like, in case you didn't know, their understanding of the solar system and things. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't know. What we, we wouldn't know fucking now. know. We wouldn't know what we know now based off of their fundamentals and their understandings that they had of the solar system Literally. already. So that helped us really, truly, again, pivot, push humanity in a direction that we are like, whoa, we're really pushing. Like we got, we don't have the pedal to the metal. We have the pedal to the to the floor. To the like, floor, like, like literally. pushing it through the floorboard. I thought this was a scooter. This is a fucking rocket ship. Yeah, it's no longer <laughs> taking a scooter to the ankle, man. It's so. <laughs> You know, now we officially like, you know, boom, got plowed and we're over here holding on to the bus like, yo, you know, <laughs> yeah, man. But, you know, like, again, like it's very fascinating um, with that because we're constantly, we're always seeking. Yeah. 
you're seeking. I'm seeking. I'm oh, constantly yeah. learning. You're always wanting to understand something in what you want. I'm always trying to understand something in what I want. I'm always trying to, you know, like figure things out. And there's people who, you know, devote themselves in different yeah. ways to these things. And I think that is also a very impressive behavior that we as a human species have where yeah. when we see something, we got to figure it out. We do it. And then what do we do after that? We replicate it. Replicate. Oh, my God. How many times? There's a whole reason we why we're even sitting we on this podcast right We now. replicated it. You know, now perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example, too, as well. Aviation. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Wright brothers who did that and took that step, what did we do? We did it. We proved the theory. We replicated it. Now what? Now we have jets. Fucking jets. Now first, we're going to space. We have first class. Now we're going to space. That's crazy. You know, we got all sorts of things and whatnot. So truly, um, I think humanity is a very, just in a really great position to potentially leap we are now in that stage where there are so many things going on in the world and people are like, what's going on with the world, man? Like, you know, all these things are being introduced and everything and whatnot. I got it. There's some really horrible things going on in the world right now. Yeah. And I acknowledge that and I see that. But I'm trying to be positive in the sense of trying to present things, you know, on here so people can really see. Again, we are in a revolutionary yeah. point of humanity where things are going to change either for the good that are going to catapult us yeah. further than what we ever thought or it could bring us potentially to more conflict and tension yeah. because now we're catching up with each other. Yeah. You know, now there's there are, a, there, and, and that, that's that scary duality that you're talking about. Like, right. So then it comes to that topic again, great power competitions. This yeah. is, this is things we see all over yeah. the internet, man. Now we have competitors. There is no longer one all being nation. That's potentially, you know, just going to be that prime one that takes it forward. Everybody's interested on wanting to be able to, you know, produce and guide humanity towards that, where it can either yeah. steer it into the wrong direction or it can steer it into the right direction or hopefully catapult us as a whole in unity. Yeah. You know, so that's why I do think that space space programs are important because it unites different parts of the world to pursue one thing together. Yeah. And it's just we're here to explore the heavens and we're here to just, you know, go. And, you know, you have Japanese astronauts, Russian astronauts, yeah. um, you know, in if people um, astronauts from India, all sorts of just uh, It's the only time on it's the only time we actually see humans work together as one it's, it's it really is i think that is a very interesting point that you say because i agree with that because it's it's crazy to see that we here let's put it this way down here on earth yeah we see how com <laughs> how conflicted we can be but in regards to space there is an interest of unity and effort together on collaborating to explore yeah and to really see this you know and it's not you know like you know we did this or we did that I think it's going to get to a point too as well where potentially we're going to see who can get to Mars first. Literally. Who can put a human me on Mars first. Yeah. Wow. But again, history repeats itself. Yeah. We were racing to see who can be the first ones not only into space, but also racing who could put the man on the moon. Yep. You know, the Russians beat us to get out into space, yeah. but we beat them when we got to the moon. Exactly. So again, history repeats itself in the sense where we're now exploring, is Mars really going to be that next big thing? Because that's a far fucking way. Yeah. You know? So not only do we not only not only do we got to train, you know, humans and people to be able to, I guess, stay so con constricted to mm -hmm. either a little capsule or a vessel where all they might have to be, you know, just traveling in space for 200 something days looking at the same thing, pitch black. Like that is a psychological, that, I'm assuming, thing that people oh probably go gosh. through. How do you test that? Um, the likelihood of survival, the health benefits, so much things. But again, yeah. it's that race where is humanity potentially going to catapult that way and we're going to freaking yeah. be like, dude, now we're on Mars. Now Earth is just like a subtopic. <laughs> and yeah. then now it's like, then how Literally. do we develop the technology to get to Mars quicker? Yeah. 
what a gateway does that open? Literally, it's gonna what get to ga- the point where you haven't been to Mars yet. Fucking loser! I, imagine, <laughs> imagine where you're on Mars. You know, and you'll be able to talk on the internet with someone on, you know, on tomorrow. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm over here. I'm up. Yeah. Um. Again, we're just theorizing some crazy things, yeah. man. You know, we're, <laughs> oh, really, yeah, we're, we're, really we're just open. having fun with words. Right yeah, now. <laughs> you know, but it's a perfect like example, dude, of what I'm trying to say of like how far technology has gotten. Exactly. For instance, back in the day before, you could not be able to call someone internationally. You know, you got to send a telegram or something, or no. I mean, send a pigeon. You know, to go. Yeah, no, there there is that starting point, and the, again, there, exactly there and is that the starting Mayans point. Understanding of how the universe is working is pretty it, it, it's it, astronomical it, man it, it, it is it's like it's okay so if they understood then why can't we just go there you know as i'm saying that's that's and that's i guess the future generation or did they have job. who who did they have that gateway you it, know it, exactly yeah where was that time there's a reason why there was mexican bodies <laughs> yeah or something you know like those men and the, like you mexican know, the, alien bodies my bad <laughs> something like that the archaeologists found those things Literally. so you brought up a good point that i really wanted to touch on to as well you said future leaders and future you know generations mm-hmm. of what you said and it's like we are in a major again i'm gonna reemphasize this again we are humanity is in a very very interesting spot right now mm-hmm. because again we are evolving we are revolutionizing, we are modernizing, we are going further, and we are seeing that change is going to come a lot quicker than what we want. Yeah. And leaders, you know, in the government, around the world and whatnot, that generation of leadership is eventually going to phase out. Yeah. Well, we're seeing that. We're seeing that now. We're seeing that now, right? We're seeing, for example, I think I I, I read this, Um, it was on the news recently, Mitt Romney. Okay. He said, for example, he is no longer going to run, um, you know, or choose to be reelected or anything like wow. that, or run for the presidential race, because he said that it is now the time of the next generation of leaders to take lead into these complex problems. Yeah. Well, that, that that makes a lot of sense. Well, and and dude, you're, and that seems like that's what you're pursuing with your education. <laughs> it really does because you 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 look you you look outward. You look inward to out. You so. Is that something that you're you're pursuing, like politics? Because again, you're that it, it just seems like you're 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 optimistic, but you're realistic with the way that everything is going. Technology, with the, again the way that people in our generation even understand yeah, yeah, the course, way how yeah. the world works. Yeah, yeah. I would say you know right now I would say the way I view myself right now, I I feel like I'm growing so much. Yeah. In, in such a personal way. And I love it because education is truly molding me to understand perspectives in so many different ways. I love yeah. being able to have, and I'm going to answer your question. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I just want to like elaborate on so many things because I think... Well, you see, pers- he's, a, he's a politician, person, folks. Per- <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Personally, man, like I really enjoy sitting down and having a conversation with people of different pathways, yeah. different beliefs, different perspectives and we can agree to disagree or we can simply just have a conversation that encompasses wow i never thought of it that way exactly that's crazy because i've been i've been my studies have been based off of an american western style thought process yes sir and you may be from a different continent in the world and you might think you know well this 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 and this and that and that's like 
I enjoy those perspectives a lot. Yeah. Because it that's that's what truly really gives me not only the humbleness to understand that it can't always be my way or the highway yeah. or like the only way to do it is this way because this is all I know, but to understand that greater spectrum that you're talking about, that greater bigger picture of really seeing it. So as of right now, you know, I'm I'm 27 years old, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm still young, young young buck, you know, but yeah. like I I, I, I do maybe potentially would like to explore maybe the avenue of being able to be involved in that area of being a, a greater leader of, yeah. you know, being able well, to and, and, lead and, people and, and stuff like that. And don't diminish your, your accomplishments. You're 27, yeah. but you've accomplished more than most 27 year olds. Uh, I, 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 I really appreciate you that. Have, I appreciate and, and that. that. Your accomplishments, your experience, like your perspective, again, most 27 year olds don't have that type of perspective yeah. to, to, to view something that that wide range yeah again yeah I, I appreciate that man a lot because you know like i said it it doesn't matter how far you go in life um people are always going to choose their main destiny and their main purpose and that's fine i applaud yeah. it you know you have a personal destiny where you truly like sharing stories and you're doing the whole thing with the podcast i yeah. admire it i applaud it because you, you this is essentially your calling yeah. You know, it re- <laughs> you, you, you know, you're like it, you like it and, yeah. and, and you're yeah. called as I'm sure there's like a little, I saw this, there was this little thing on Instagram. It was like a little audio thing that said, it was like, you're called and it goes, mm-hmm. you can't change it. Yeah. You can't <laughs> run from it, no. you know? And it, so it, and it so hunts all, you down and ultimately, and ultimately the universe and your destiny will, whether you like it or not, will put you in the position where you have to pursue that destiny and do it because yeah. that's what you were crafted to do. Yeah. Whether if you were a nurse, whether if you are a doctor, whether if you are a teacher, whether if you are a realtor, whether if you're a cop, whether if you're, you know, anything, a pediatric, you're a surgeon, you're a, you're a, a, a you know, a chaplain, you're yeah, yeah. A something. Audio or, engineer. You know, whatever. Audio you know, engineer and then podcaster yeah. and I'm producing. You're a mechanic, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah. You all have a niche. Yes. Everybody has, everybody has that ability to discover that this is what I do and this is what I'm going to devote to. Now, when you ignore it, it becomes almost sometimes difficult to figure out what am I going to do? Yeah. But all along, you've known I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And I try to tell people, stick with what you like, do it. And finally, do it. Do it. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Just go, just go yeah. do it, man. Because if you limit yeah. yourself Makes sense. If you limit yourself towards the things that you want to do, I applaud a lot people who are very disciplined. Yeah. Because to a certain extent, that motivation was questioned. Oh my God. Because their motivation was questioned on the part where they failed so many times. Yep. And then it turned into a lesson. Then it turned into an obstacle. Then it turned into an accomplishment. Yeah. And they remained consistent and resilient at pursuing what they wanted to achieve. And they got it. And they got it. And after they got it, they mastered it. Mm-hmm. They remastered it. Mm-hmm. And then what's the most beautiful thing you can do towards humanity? You pay it forward and you show the other person how you got it and yeah. you go. That's my wow. perspective and that's my opinion. You know, yeah. a lot of people may not be that way. And I understand, you know, I, I understand. But I do think that the biggest thing you can do towards society and in general to the world that will never affect you is at some point in time, you were inspired by somebody, you were mentored by somebody, you were educated by somebody, you were corrected by somebody, you were disciplined, you fell, 
you busted your ass and you were forged by those principles mm -hmm. and those people you came across for your greater purpose. Yeah. So you might have to understand that in your pathway, you might have something that you do, music producing and audio programming and all these things, the podcast that you might not be relevant at all towards me, towards I'm, 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 I'm doing. Yeah. And, I, and I accept that. Yeah. But what I also must accept and be open-minded to is to understand that you might have a perspective and a sort of way of communicating with me that might in fact change. Damn. Maybe I didn't need to hear that. Yeah. You know? No, I feel that. Like maybe I didn't no, need, I maybe, maybe I didn't need to hear that. There were parts in my career I failed miserably. I failed miserably and embarrassed myself but badly. Yeah. You know? And if it wasn't for those obstacles and those people along the way who yeah. corrected me, yeah. who, you know, in short terms really scuffed me up yeah. and told me, you know, I'm gonna ensure that if you you know fuck this up again you're really gonna feel it yeah and it's like Ooh, mm. yeah you know yeah. and Dude, just I those know exactly th those those about. mistakes that truly put you in those moments of complete discomfort mm -hmm. because it is you versus you yeah and you are facing that oh, obstacle you are facing yeah, that course. obstacle you are literally just going after it and you are in that moment of discomfort that you now have left the threshold of where everybody else is at over here mm -hmm. and you're right here holy shit so you so so there's there's so many beautiful mottos again like do you dare mm -hmm. do you dare to win mm -hmm. then you gotta fucking start yeah dude it's a it's 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 just a thing man many people are so accustomed wow. to we love and I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna quote somebody directly here that emphasize it really well and i love it because i listen to them every day david goggins we he, he said this we love being around people we love partying we love doing all these things and everything and whatnot but he emphasized, sometimes you got to get away from that. Yeah. And you got to figure yourself out who you really are. You got to go dark. He says that, you know. I have to. And, and I finally understand what that is because if you are mm -hmm. so accustomed to doing things for the acceptance of others, yeah. doing things to be recognized by others, for the approval of others, and, you know, to not be judged or you don't want to fail because you don't want to be, you know, embarrassed or you don't want to like, oh, that's embarrassing. I don't want to do that. Like, oh, my friends are going to think of that. It's like, bro, I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, I'm the one who's going to accomplish the things that I want to do. Yes. And if you're doing things for the approval of others, you are going to completely live a judged and unsatisfied life. Yeah. If you don't branch out, oh my God. if you don't branch out and you don't expose yourself to <laughs> levels of discomfort and you stay complacent, the complacency will kill you. Yes, sir. And you will not grow. No. Oh you will not God, grow so at true. all. You don't know how many times in the beginning, when me starting music, I was told I was tone deaf. Stop. This isn't your direction. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, mm, but I like it too much. I can't let it go. I have to keep going. I've already started and I, my body doesn't want to stop. Right. So if I'm tone deaf, I'm going to take singing classes. I'm going to figure out, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what music theory is. I'm going to figure out what these things, you know? So like when you say having that discipline and having that, that willingness to fail and fall on your face, right? that is the most important lesson mm -hmm. that you're going, that you're going to learn. Yeah. It's an important lesson because again, failure is going to teach you probably that you really needed that lesson. Yeah. You probably needed that. Yeah. Leap. You <laughs> probably, you probably needed that gut check that probably told you, Hey, slow down. Yep, you don't you don't know it all. Slow down, and that's and that's what those particular obstacles taught me that I failed certain things throughout my career 
that I look back on, yeah, they were embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> but then when it took the time for me to go to a leadership school that came up towards my career after being promoted and stuff like that, you have to go through certain leadership courses. Mm-hmm. And one of the topics was you're going to give a brief on, you know, an obstacle that you went through and how you bounce back from it. Wow. And it humbles you. Yeah. It humbles you because it teaches you that if you're planning to pursue to be a leader, you cannot be that all being that is like, you know, well, I'm the leader. I'm the most fine cut, you know, person and persona <laughs> that out there. Nope. I don't fail. I don't accept failure. Some yeah. of the best leaders I've met yeah. are the ones who humbly told me I failed this miserably. Yep. Completely life-changing, completely really good perspective, completely good. And I, again, applaud people like you and other people we've met, you know, across our life and everything too as well that can constantly say openly and saying, oh, yeah, man, it took me four to five years. Uh Oh, yeah, man, it took me that job for them to tell me no. And mind you, that was their dream job. Yep. That was their dream that job. Was what, that was everything that they were working for was that moment. And they, and and they, they, and, and they got they told no. And they got told no. and they got told no. And that's the thing. What do you do? Well, yeah. Fine. What do you do? You better go find it somewhere else. And some people, you know, <laughs> either like, you know, well, then whatever. It's not meant for me or whatnot and, and all that stuff. And like, okay, you know, I got there. Again, more ways yeah. to skin the cat. But it's how bad do you want it, man? Yeah. You have to want it. How bad do you want it? If, if you don't, if you, if you, if you see it, you envision it. Great, go do it. If you can think of it, you're already halfway there, man. You just got to go do it. You're already halfway there. Great quote. Great quote. Yeah, literally. Wow. That's that's an amazing way to put it. Yeah. Because technically, you've already started. If you believe you can, you're halfway there. You're halfway there. That's it. You don't even have the doubt. That's crazy. Exactly. The other the other part of that is the spectrum is learning. cut the cut cut the doubt that you have. I don't have the comprehension to understand that. I can't be an astrophysicist, whatever. I'm not an astrophysicist, an example. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, I can't get a doctor. I'm not too smart enough for that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, exactly. That was the first thing believe I said. You, believe you can. <laughs> the be- of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, believe you can and you're halfway there. Yeah. Wow. Believe wow. you can and you're halfway there. That's All great. the other stuff, dude, is probably you're going to have to be in the fucking grind. You're going to have to be, you know, working your ass off. Yeah. You're going to have long nights. You're going to be studying hard. I, I do firmly say this, that pursuing certain things will come with a cost. Yeah. But the prize is always just as fulfilling because that is where greatness awaits you. Another thing that I always heard that was very impacting for me and ingrained in me, the extra mile is never crowded. <laughs> the extra mile is never crowded. So oh, if you are going, That's a clip. So if you're going to if you're going to go pursue something, cool, go do it. But going further for yourself, faster, further, harder, however things you want to do, the extra mile is never crowded. And that is where those specific ones that who have become professionals, that who have become these great motivational figures and whatnot, went that extra mile. They went that extra mile for themselves. Those who went that extra mile to explore space. Those who went that extra mile to probably find the next cure for cancer. You know? All all, all those kind of things. That's, That's what it is. And so if you, reeling this back in, if you focus on complacency, you will not see the growth that you are looking for. You are going to see the same results every time. Wow. You're going to produce the results. Yeah. You're going to produce sense. the results. Makes sense. Yeah. But if you don't break the chain to do something different to get that result that you are looking for, yeah. it will not change unless you do something in the change yes. within you. Yes. So again, finally, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. The obstacle is the way. If you are questioning 
this pathway is too hard. I keep finding too many obstacles. The obstacle is the way. Because yeah. on the other side of the obstacle is the greatness that awaits you. Yeah. And That's you can't. Literally, the answer that you're looking for. No one side. that earned something so worthwhile and so good in their life that got them the achievement they wanted to didn't say, yeah, it was a smooth path. The <laughs> whole time it was obstacles, man. Athletes, scientists, doctors, astronauts, soldiers, myself, who's had, you know, a very yeah. great, humbling, honorable military career path that I love. Mm-hmm. I truly love it, man. I truly love it because it has definitely molded me. It has given me experiences. I've worked with people of different capacities, knowledge, man, that like have taught me so much. Yeah. And that is what I'm trying to convey. I feel that. If you don't break that complacency, man. You don't truly challenge yourself. Yep. You're never going to know what you were made of to begin with. Oh, and everything oh. that you ever envisioned was just always going to be a thought and you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to say man what could have been if i would have done that and that's my that person that matt dragon that's me my thing that's my biggest fucking fear ever is say is looking back at me like fuck why didn't i try yeah why didn't you try right those are sometimes often questions that you know i've i've i have i admit that i admit that there are things that i should have tried but I didn't do it because of fear. Because yeah. I told myself I can't. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't have what it takes. Yeah. You know. Oh my god. And, and it took. And it took that self chiseling, and sometimes you know the mentoring of people to say, "Why didn't you do this to begin with?" Yep. And it's well because I was afraid. Afraid of what? I was like afraid of afraid of failing. Yeah. Aren't? And they were like, you know, you don't. You don't. You don't do things in fear of failing. You know. You have to accept that you're not supposed to grasp it yeah. the first time and everything and be this perfect person. You won't be. But the ones who do become those elite that become those, you know, great people yeah. of leadership are the ones that accepted at some point in this journey, I probably will fail. Yeah. I probably will. You can't. You, you 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 there's just no way it is inevitable because failure is what teaches you the growth you need. Yeah. So if you're going into a pathway, I'm doing this because this one has the least points of failure. I hate to tell you, man, at some point you might fail. Yeah. At some point it's it could be in, it happen. could be in anything. And I'll be honest with you, some of the obstacles that I failed at, I didn't think that I was going to fail at all. And I ended up failing something stupid. And what did it teach me? It taught me that I needed to slow down. I needed to pay attention. I need to look around. Mm-hmm. I need to be a little bit more aware. Yeah, because I thought I understood, you know? but yeah, I because I because <laughs> I thought I was hot shit. But then when I went and fucking do it, I completely you know <laughs> blew myself out of the park. And I'm yeah. over here like, oh yeah, dude, yeah, you really talked yourself up. And I'm like, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And what did it cost me? It cost me that I should have slowed down, stop trying to compete with people all the time. Yep. Reassess yourself. Yep. Look at yourself and say you are the only competition is with yourself, not everybody else. Yeah. If they get there before you, great. But at the end of the day, I want to get there. That's, that's it. That's one of my bars in my new album. Oh, yeah? I'm only in competition with myself. That's it, baby. <laughs> that's so fire. That's it. Yo, oh, man, dude. Okay. So to 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 bring it, to to, to, to rein it all in, I know I asked mm-hmm. you if you wanted yeah. to be a politician. What is yeah. one what is one policy that you would that you would want to push? If I was in those positions and if I was in those shoes, again, you know, I'm speaking very openly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, know, that, that, this is a big yeah, if. Again, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Big if, you know, know, for where, sure. We don't know where anything's going. I anymore. think if definitely if there would be one thing that I would probably try to pursue, man, is that I would try to maybe um, introduce like a new educational reform. Okay. And what I mean by that is that I would probably introduce um, programs into schools that would benefit students who either choose to go to college or don't want to go to college and they can still have a skill. Where okay. am I where am I going with this? Okay. Where I'm going with this is that I'm saying is that let's be honest, there are some people that don't want to go to college and mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I at one point did not want to go to college. Yeah. All right? So sometimes people are very skilled. They have a great 
ability yeah. Yeah. to do certain things that I can't, like being an electrician. I can't be an electrician, dude. I'll fry the house and I'll fry myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it'll be a re- facts. You know, Same. like the, like you know, the whole county is fried if I'm an electrician. Yeah. You know, because they're gonna say, "Don't pull the black plug." Whoa, know, oh, I was already pulling on that one. Dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I cut that one. You know, so and it, it, that's that's an example. You know, of what I'm trying to say. So with that, I guess what I would do is is that I would probably do an education reform. Okay, and I would really pursue to increase the wages of teachers. Oh my! I really would. I would increase the wages of teachers. That's beautiful. I would increase the wages of teachers because ultimately schools are the foundation of what we learn today. Yeah. And there are great professors and great teachers that I have met today and in my, excuse me, not today, in my life Mm -hmm. that I have met. And I'm like, man, that was a high school teacher, you know? Yeah. And imagine, you know, and, and, and like, I have a few of those. Come uh, on, man. You know, let's be honest. You know, you're a teenager, <coughs> dude. You know, you don't, sometimes you don't care, you know, whatever the teacher's oh, yeah. telling you, you know, whatnot, not, but oh then, but again, it, it goes back to the topic of I what I so told terrible. you. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to the topic of what I told you. It's like, you know, I wish I would have understood what they were telling me at that time because yeah. now I understand when I'm connecting the dots, yes, you know? Sir. And so that specifically is something that I would probably introduce that I love education mm-hmm. and I would really, really, really pursue to revamp the educational system in the U.S., Mm-hmm. And to make it a very competitive and great education system where not only we are getting a great education for our kids, because let's be honest, I want to have a family one day. Yeah. You know, and you want to send your kid to a good school. Yes. And you, yes. And you also want a school that's going to give great education, great fundamentals of education that teaches them. You know, for example, learning things such as doing their taxes. Yeah. That was my next question. But you okay? Dude. Yeah. Tell me if in high school did we learn anything about dude? Did well, we fucking taxes? Did, did we know any of the forms that they were the W twos all that stuff? No, 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 no. I wasn't taught about a credit card. I wasn't. You weren't taught about interest rate, nothing like that. Not, so those no. are so these are examples, not against you, because I was also in those shoes. That yeah. that particular knowledge was dependent on being taught at home. Yeah, your parents had to teach you like, hey, you know, here's, here's yeah. a debit card. Hey, open your bank account. Hey, here's a, uh, you know, your first bill. Go pay yeah. your bill. You know, go things like that. Those are things that are taught at home, and agreed. Those are things that also go with your upbringing, how you yeah, raise your child and sure. whatnot, all those things. But I think it is important that if we introduce those critical important variables that people should know of that when they do graduate high school they're 18 they're on their own they can make decisions on themselves at least some part in the high school program between 9 through 12 that after this grade and between this grade there will be knowledge of what is a mortgage what is you know taxes you know what is this um, you know, just learning a little bit more about. No, but it's fair because learning more about you know government, understanding how laws are passed. Yeah. You know, they got to go through this. The president doesn't have all be all control of no. everything. You know, and he shouldn't understanding. <laughs> you know, understanding those things. But that's that system of checks and balances. Yes, sir. You know, and so those are things that are extremely important. That a population that is youth that is evolving. Okay, if they don't want to be a doctor or whatever, they don't want to go to college or not, they're not good at it, that's no problem, no problem. But then schools advocating for skills, skills that contribute to a student's ability to be able to have something that they can then do in the outside world. If a student is very mechanically inclined and really good at cars and all that type of stuff, why am I going to force him to have to go be a doctor or want to go be a chemist or something like that? Literally. If there is... Put, putting if him he, in creative writing class, or, or if he wants, or or if he wants to be, for example, a um a master mechanic in diesel mechanics. Yes. you know, 
if that's what that person wants to do and they can develop a great skill and they have the aptitude, which I don't no, have the aptitude no. to diesel mechanic, that is a huge win in my eyes as to, for example, this is, again, this is a lengthy topic, but we're just touching the surface yeah, on some sure. things of what you do because, be, okay, well, what schools are you going to do that's going to do that? Well, they're probably going to be a technical school, you know, yeah. things like that, you exactly. know? It'd be a school that probably gives them, you know, their um, reading, writing, arithmetic, and their history classes, and then certain parts of the week is devoted to skill bridge skill yeah. bridging where they are devoting to the skill that they want to go to exactly maybe you can even increase you know federal funding for some schools that say you know this school is known to produce some of the best mechanics that come out of the school who are some of the best mechanics we have now today and it's an example yes but i do think that when we educate a society through the basic principles of you might have someone who's very interested in you know a chemist and astrophysicist yeah. and whatnot great you know they're going to do that cool yeah. But introducing those education, man, I think that teachers deserve a little bit more of the respect yeah. that they deserve to have increased wages. Dude. They deal with 20 to 40 students a day. Um, there's some of these teachers, especially in elementary school, are covering more than six topics a day, yes. meaning that from nine to 10, they're probably teaching reading. From 10 to 12, they're teaching math because mm -hmm. it's a hard topic and or whatever. They're doing that all day, all year round. And then the summer comes and they're out of a job. And the, my my son's teacher is a preschool teacher. Mm -hmm. She went back to work in McDonald's for right. the summer. That and I mean that's no, very that's very unfortunate. Yeah, and again, no no hit at nobody who works at McDonald's. Get your money the way right, you do. But right, this right. lady is right. in charge she, of our fucking children. Right, and she was <laughs> and she was someone that had to not only go to school, go to education, yeah. had to go take a test to be a teacher. Yeah. that allows her to teach in the county that she's in. You know, and all yeah. that type of stuff. So it's, it's a just special needs teacher. So it's just that. so. Look at that. Yeah. Even more challenging. Even way more challenging. Even more challenging. And these are people who have a skill setting of not only being able to teach, but a patience. Yeah. That I probably don't have. You know? <laughs> no facts. What? But you know, like it's it's, it's it's an example. So I think personally, in my opinion, if that were to be an avenue that I do approach and yes, I do sir. have great interest in, I would really like to introduce something that says if there's something that we can do to truly impact our youth and the next generation of leaders that were to come is how we educate them. Wow. Because how we educate them is truly going to play a pivotal role that when they do come to hopefully, I aspire that when I reach that level of leadership and being able to do that, we have a generation that's coming up powerful, yeah, good, and they're ready, competitive, yes, good, and they confident. are confident, and they are able to then go ahead execute these decisions, mm -hmm. doing these things. They're educated and they're good. That's great, you know. Yeah. That's what we need to build. That's and I exactly feel, right. and I feel like in general, wow. the world and the U.S. overall too is coming in a point where the next generation of leaders have to dictate that. Yeah, it could be us. You know, it, 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 it might be. It, it might it, be it, us. It is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it is us. It's gonna be one of us. It it's is gonna us. be a couple of us. Exactly. Yeah, again, it is like gonna be us. That 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 older generation that used to make those decisions are phasing out they there are right. they are dying on the yeah the you know they're, they're 80 they're 90 years yeah. old you know all this stuff whatever man like that stuff's going to come to an end yeah. eventually and there's going to be a new cycle of leaders that is going to come through and it's going to be complete new faces yep. complete new things complete new ideas mm -hmm. complete new ways of doing things you can make decisions and you can do things while still honing the same values yes. of what the u.s government consists of while having innovative ideas that truly make an impact towards 
people yeah. so we can push this country into the direction that it needs to go and we are then guiding our society to be that next generation that is constantly paying forward to others. Yeah, and that's education. My perspective. Education. And my perspective, I'm a huge advocate for education in that way. Yeah. You know, that's why some some schools probably have more prestige than others. Great doctors probably come from Harvard, you know, yeah. an example. That's that. So th that's where I'm trying to get to that maybe if we are able to not only at the not only at the most general level of education from public schools to private schools, that there is education that is offered that is not only greater and better and also very good that is actually realistic sometimes. Because I'll be honest, there were some math, math classes that I took. I've yet to use them today. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I know exactly what you're saying. Perfect example. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Perfect example. So that's a perfect example. Like some people, like, you know, I say like they took like a an astronomy class or whatever. Yeah. They've never used it to this no, day. No, dude. I feel like, no, and that, and that's how I feel about most other things I learned in school. Right. And it's, it was such a, I feel like I really didn't learn anything until I, I got out of school. And then if you if you look at that, okay, well, you know, that sounds like a good idea. What about the secondary and tertiary effects about that? What if that person doesn't like it and whatnot and whatever? Well, you know, okay, at least they have a skill. Yeah, that they can be dependent off where they can work. Exactly. They can produce income, you know, things like that. They have that knowledge because that's what education is about. Exactly. Education is about evolving, growing, discovering the person that you are, presenting new ideas and everything and becoming something for yourself. And you yeah. find purpose within that. You know, some of these programs and some of these career paths take a lot of time. You know, like being, yeah. like being an astronaut, it takes, yeah. that takes time. It takes time. It takes time, but they pursue that. Yeah. But in that nutshell, that's essentially one of the things that I guess I found very intriguing is like really helping the educational system, I man. Yeah. I love school, man. I, I, I love that. school. Like I love school, man. Like if I were to like go to a high school right now and one were to tell me like, you know, I don't know, I wish they could like have like a um a, a mechanic institution right there on the high school yeah. because it teaches them those basic fundamentals and then they can get, you know, minimal certifications that allow them to to get you know those those things that they need exactly. for those jobs i'm speaking very broadly no but for it, them when they apply to that technical school that they really want to go to yeah. like you know oh, i want to work on jets yeah. you know and it's like you know literally man you know like they have that aptitude they can take the test you know they can take the oh, test yeah. for you know for like you know their basic reading math and science but then a test that is very very in, in, encompassed on mechanics yeah no and you that's why that's what my my brother-in-law that's what he's going to school for right now is jet mechanics yeah. So and and that's a thing. So, and he didn't know that's something that he would even be interested in until he started working for JetBlue. Yeah. So yeah, you know, <laughs> perfect. Um, making you know also like you know like I like flight schools and stuff like that. Commercial pilots, yeah. you know, those are very hard. You know, like oh very hard career paths sometimes to get into. But like if we start introducing those things and really teaching, you know, yeah. at an early stage, like you know these are the things that they like. You know, why not? Because yeah. then we're producing no, effective and really good people who want to be part of the workforce and whatnot. I agree. So again, Shit, like I said, I it's just it's just a perspective. It's what I see, but I'm really passionate about that. Like if if another another example that I like, if a student, for example, is very interested in agriculture, yeah. they really like producing for the economy, farming, and all that stuff, and everything. Man, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. Let them go be that. Yeah. You know, let them go be that. Let them go do those things. But also, you know, like, again, 
the school system having those programs that teach them basic economic things. Yeah. This is what a loan is. This is what, you know, this is what credit card debt is. This is what an interest rate is. This is what collateral is. Oh my God. This is what escrow is. I would go back and take back classes. I need all of those classes. Oh, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. There's sometimes I'll go back to them because it's important to know them. Yes. But you don't, what, what's the unfortunate thing about this? You don't learn from it until you go through it. Until you go through it. And you know, exactly. and that's why people are in such, stuck in such pickles yeah. because they're like, you know, man, like, I didn't know that, you know, yeah, like I didn't literally. know this or whatever, you know, like literally all that type of stuff. Like Bro. people who probably go to college and then they go get their first car when they're signing out a 15% interest rate. And, <laughs> it's, and it's like, you know, like, and they're like, yeah, I want my first car. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> yo, hold on. Like, what are you doing? Right. 15 fucking percent. Like, like if I would have known, yeah, what I wouldn't you, be in debt right now. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, like, what yeah. are you doing? You know, exactly. all those kind of things, just simply those understandings that I feel like sometimes it would not only, again, they would have benefited me as the way that I look at it. Yeah. You know, because there yeah. are people who sometimes don't have that perfect upbringing and don't yeah. have sometimes those resources and those things. Well, I wanted to go into that. A lot of people have young parents. My parents were young. So what I learned in school, they pretty much learned in school and they weren't taught about mortgages and escrows. And they exactly. just recently bought their, exactly. their first home because they they didn't know they could have bought a home 20 years ago. They just didn't Sim- realize You know, simple thing stuff. too as well. You know, down payments, how to buy a exactly. home. You know, what is the process of buying a home? What is mm-hmm. the process of buying properties? You know, like things like that that are important that are not taught in school no. at all. And you can it, go to a great college right now and be a great degree in business administration, all these things and on whatever, but those basic fundamentals of, you know, how taxes work, interest rates and all that things, how to balance a checkbook, how to do yeah. all those things. Again, you're probably like, Rico, those aren't relevant no more. Okay, you no. know, got it because we got so many, um, of course, things like this that yeah. helps out with all our type of stuff, well, but you still might want to understand what's an overdraft. No, you know? it's no, it's true. How to, how, how to balance a checkbook. I sell beats on line and i sell beats to actual people just yeah. randomly do dms yeah. and yeah stuff. i was telling my girl i was like i don't know how to make a spreadsheet right i need to know how to make a spreadsheet who has who has this beat how much did they pay for it? how much money did i make this month i mean like you know stuff like that like here's a perfect example we have someone for example that like wants to be a you know a business owner right yeah. they want to own a restaurant yeah. right that because because they like cooking mm-hmm. and then through school you know if we were to introduce those kind of programs like culinary and whatnot and everything yeah. yeah those are technical schools they have those and whatnot great but how are, they're, how are they going to start a business exactly. you have your licenses and everything but they got to know what are articles of organizations you got to register that business through the state for taxes yep. and also so if schools were to potentially teach those things then we would be able to have a very good progressive probably yeah population man who can be able to help now literally i will be able to help it's something that you'll be that able to understand be able to provide to, man like provide so many people and for society so many people who start a small llc yeah there is no cheat sheet that you may know of that you can go of that gives you a step-by-step unless you go read google or these things and web pages of what people write on reddit and all yep. that stuff that what you need so Again, that basic understanding of also in the school of like, what is the difference between LLC and an LLP? What is the difference <laughs> between an Inc. and a corporation? Yep. All those things that people can understand, you know, those yeah. little type of things, man. How to be able to do all these other things and all yeah. that stuff. How do you make sure that you're, you know, when you register a business and whatnot, it's got to pay taxes. Yeah. So having yeah. that understanding, That's those, those fundamentals <laughs> and those things of if we have our junior level and senior level um, high school students yeah. who are about ready to approach the world, 
mm-hmm. at an early age, I'm, 18. I'm turning 29, and I just learned all those things this year. And some of that, I, I didn't fucking, I, I, I heard of LLP, and now I got to fucking look it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, again, like it's 18 years old. They're approaching mm-hmm. that. I remember when I was 18, yes. man, I left to the army. I had $40 in my pocket from my last paycheck from Publix. Shoot. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into going into the military. Wow. I thought it was going to be a smooth ride. And whoa, dude. Life taught me a lot. Yeah. But sometimes, again, I wish certain things were probably taught a little bit earlier because it's like you're thrown into the world. Why not, man? Educating, you know? Literally. Like, educating, course, man. It's like the, those, you know, those financial one-on-one but courses. They're, and, they're, that way. and you can make it fun, too, as yeah. well, man. You make it fun in a classroom where students like, you know, hey, you're exactly. the landlord. You're the renters. You owe him this amount of money. I know. What does this mean? How much money does it mean? You know, yeah. did you cut the contract? All those things that are important, exactly. you know? And it teaches people, man. It teaches. And you can make it fun, dude. And that, and that needs to be a core class I remember it's funny that you said because I had teachers that tried to introduce those things yeah but again it was in third fourth grade right I'm not really understanding this and then when I'm getting to high school where I actually need it I had a teacher in high school I think you might know her too as well um that in our junior senior year she was teaching economic economics okay. class yeah and in the economics class she taught us how you know the economy works and things like that and everything and you need this and you need savings this is what these yeah. kind of savings does but she always tailored it to teaching american economics overall american government and all those things on how things work yeah there are these these two these these two teachers man the american um the american government class never forget it mr baker uh-huh. okay loved him loved him loved him his teachings of american government stick with me to this day wow and so that is not only because he made it fun attractive for us to understand bringing up the current events every day we went in class he would say yeah. what's going on in the news what's going on on the news yeah, I, what's oh, going on dude, in the news okay you know yeah, uh, yeah. yeah what's I'm going on in the news you know facts. write me about this or not how many house of representatives you know how many people do we have in the house of representatives you know what does it take for a law to pass you know, yeah. what power does the president have? What power does the vice president have? You know, what is a senator? What is the difference between a governor and a senator? Yeah. Those things. He was making I it. remember, man, he would drill it and drill it and drill it into us, in it, but it was fun in the way that he said it. Yeah. And so that is what I feel like sometimes would, in my experience, I wish that not only that I went through it, but that others would also have that same educational thing where it's fun. A finance one-on-one class, man. Yeah. Make it fun, dude. I would Literally. love to. I would love to teach you to go to a high school and say, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about how to buy a car. Right? Like, what the fuck? We're, today, we're going to talk about how to buy a car. You yeah. know? Why do you need to put a down payment? No. You know? Like, yeah, literally. Why is that interest rate so high? I'm not yeah. going to sign 15% interest. That's insane. Exactly. You no, know? That's crazy. Yeah. Little exactly. things like that. Yeah. So, in overall, really, that kind of sums it, man. That's kind of where I'm at, yeah. um, you know, with how I really see things. But yeah, dude, it's, I love uh, that. It's pretty, it's pretty good, dude. dude. All right, yo, let's let let let's kind of let's kind of put a little <sighs> little ending on this with those yeah, session, yeah, dude. Some, fuck, some some really good fire, yeah, yeah. Yo, really good topics, so many really good topics. Bro, for a fucking my first episode of season two. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for great. letting me come on. You know? Um, you have any any any. any last thing anything you want to plug anything your oh social medias guess i'll leave with this man you know follow me on instagram at mr 
underscore Rico Suave. It's somewhere gonna be. You there. know, it'll probably be here somewhere. It's definitely you know? in the description below. Maybe, maybe we'll put you know a couple UFOs or something. And I That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But yeah, guys, check it out, Mr. Rico Suave. I know some of you guys have been probably inquiring about the book too as well. Stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming in regards to that. You know, up and coming. We are good. And don't worry. Maybe we'll be seeing some news come out soon about it. But, you know, we're moving forward and it's good. And I promise you, you guys are going to love it. Thank you, brother, for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the content, for the experience, for all these conversations. And I look forward to more. And, and, you know, every time we come on here, it's always like we never get enough time to truly talk about all we want to because it's always so, you know fast pacing in a good way that means is that there needs to be another episode oh yeah i'm down (laughs) i'm down absolutely and my mom will kill me if i don't tell you she really wants an autographed book of the effort (laughs) she she wants it she talks about it every time like i talk about the podcast she's like oh don't forget to tell your friend yeah yeah bless her heart man like i said i'll do that you know no problem as well and um like i said I'll be having something. It's under control. You know, sure. just, there are certain things yeah, that once yeah. I do, I got to wait. That's basically the timing in it. But yeah, I really appreciate yeah. that a lot, man. And for Dude. those of you guys who are listening, you know, like I said, completely just let me know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hell yeah. All right, bro. Well, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Of course. Yo, this was Dragonland. I'm Matt Dragon. Rico. Fucking first episode. I'll see you guys next time.